0: All right, welcome to Drunk Valorant episode 10. We are back from our our little break. Um, Hope you guys had a good holiday. Uh, Seeing your families and the whatnot. Happy New Year, happy new act. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, kicking us off here. uh, Tonight I am drinking, well, one of the several beers I will be drinking tonight is another backcountry brewing beer. If uh, you don't know by now, I, I like this brewery. Um, the weather outside is weather. It's a guava coconut and passion fruit sour, and it's pretty solid, but it did not quite meet my expectations, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. I (laughs) also had one of them. I, I've, I have high expectations for backcountry sours and this one, like I thought it sounded really good on the shelf and I also purchased one, but the flavors were a little bit muted for me. So it wasn't like a strong enough sour for my tastes.
2: I wouldn't say it's not lighting up your taste buds the way you hoped.
1: Yeah, but
0: it's still pretty good. It's just like I had high expectations and it didn't quite hit that bar. I see. see. Um, Hunter, what are you, what are you drinking tonight?
2: Now, as uh, you guys know, uh, I've had COVID unfortunately for the past week and I'm still trying to stay, uh, home for a little bit. So I was unfortunately not able to get anything exciting at all. And I'm back to the tried and true, uh, hibiki sun three or however cast says it with his you know anime uh weeb inspired accent um but either way i'm back to it for the third time and it's just as good as always so yeah uh but i'll make up for my very boring drink selection by uh giving an exciting announcement that the drunk valorant podcast now has a reddit and a discord server so if you want to go to the subreddit r slash podcast, you're welcome to join there, and uh, there'll be discussion threads for each episode when it uh, gets out. You can post memes. I have some, several low-effort ones already in there to get things rolling, and in there you'll find a link to our Discord as well. where You can come hang out and maybe even play with us, so uh, feel free to hit both of those up and uh, get the party uh, going, so. I'd like to it. say it,
1: it's really lonely right now. Um, right now you go on the subreddit and it's only Hunter posting memes. <laughs> and it's really <laughs> funny <is> <laughs> because he will post memes and then like upvote them or comment with his other Reddit accounts. And it indeed makes me very happy to see him having a conversation with himself on Reddit. Oh yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> So get in mm-hmm. there, make him feel a little bit less lonely, and then hop in the Discord. It's pinned to the top of the subreddit.
0: Yeah, to yep. be perfectly honest, I have actually not been to the Reddit yet.
1: Yeah, but you are in the Discord. Yes, I am in the Discord.
0: Um, yep. Alrighty, well, Chase, uh, what are you drinking today?
1: Well, one more thing is I'd just like to give a shout out to a guy named Kill Magruder, um, who messaged me on Discord, just PM'd me off of another server and said, hey, do you guys have a Discord server for the Drunk Val pod? And we were like fuck no, we have like four listeners. <laughs> and then we were like, you know what? Let's make one. So now all four of us can go and hop in a game together. And uh, just to be clear, Chase pay. is
2: underrating our <laughs> listeners by quite a bit there. We do have more than four by a substantial margin.
1: Yeah, yeah. But shout yeah, out yeah. shout out to, to him for giving us the idea for the Discord. And yes, we yes, all have exactly. that set up now. So, um, Moving on. Speaking of a sour that does fit my standards... Uh, I'm currently drinking a Cardinal Blood Orange Sour by, uh, Bomber Brewing, and it is really good. It's got, like, that nice, crisp, sour taste. Very tart. Uh, yeah, and I'm enjoying it quite a bit.
2: Is Bomber Brewing also local up there?
0: I
3: believe so. Bomber
0: Brewing is local. Cool, cool. Um, all right, well, buckle up. This might be a long one. Uh... I knocked a yeah, couple of things you, off the docket that we can get to if we get to them, but there's several things that uh, we need to kind of discuss this week because, uh, you know, obviously, new new episode, new act, a bunch of things just came out, a bunch of things changed. Um, so first up, I'm just going to go out and say the Aries needs
3: a hot fix, like, tomorrow. <laughs> you think it's that bad? I
2: think it's that bad. Okay, so I learned something on Reddit today that I didn't realize. Um, And that's that a lot of people, myself included, thought the fire rate was 10 before and it got buffed to 13. It turns out the pre-spin-up rate was 10 and now there's no spin-up and that's the buff to 13. It always fired at 13 from the get-go if you were to ADS. So the buff is actually much less significant than I thought initially. It's just that combined with the Spectre nerf, it's seeing a big change. Back to you, Cass. I I there. the real
0: problem here is assuming no one hits headshots, it has a better time to kill than
3: both the Phantom and the Vandal. Like, just off body shots. Has a better time to kill than even those
1: that long range as well. Um... I'd
0: have to go find the exact Reddit post that the guy did where he broke down uh, the and times. And then where does
1: that compare to the Spectre or the Stinger at the same range? Genuinely don't know that information. Well,
2: like, as again, a Stinger stand, I'll guarantee you that if it's long range, the Stinger is far worse. <laughs> well, yes. Even if you're, even if you're hitting, <laughs> the damage fall off at but, range. The Stinger shouldn't be compared. I
0: I think it's ridiculous how you can basically full-buy the entire game if you just forego using rifles and just use the Ares the entire time, which I have seen yeah, then multiple not full people... you're buying
2: the whole game. <laughs> yeah, well, okay,
0: but I'm saying, like, you can buy, you can buy Ares, like, uh, heavy shields and all your util, and I've seen multiple people do this for an entire game, and it is way more effective than it should be.
1: No, I, I at this disagree. point, I I continue to hate the Ares personally using it. Like, I, I've tried to buy it because that seems to be the new meta with everybody, but I feel like it's just because there's been a big buff or a bit of a buff to it that everyone's like, oh, the Ares is good now. And we previously have stated that we thought the Ares was extremely underrated as a gun. So I feel like this is going to be very similar to all other buffs in the game where it takes something that was underrated brings it up, and then people are going to realize, oh, this is pretty much the same as the Spectre, and it's just a viable option at this point for a save round slash a half buy.
2: Yeah, I agree with Chase here. I think the reason why it feels like such a huge meta shift is because it came at the same time as the Spectre nerf, and what Cass was describing when it comes to, you know, full buying the whole game, as in buying the same gun and getting shields most rounds of the game, like, you used to be able to do that with the Spectre, and you would see people do that with the Spectre. It's not the best strategy, but, you know, sometimes people would be feeling good with the Spectre. Maybe they're playing a duelist, and they'd end up, you know, barely getting to buy a rifle and just buying the Spectre a lot, just constantly forcing up to it. And no one batted an eye at that, but now that all of a sudden the Ares, which was seen as bad, is, you know, getting a huge surge in pick rate, I think people are freaking out about it. The reason why I, I think the Go ahead, Gas, go ahead, I'll let you... I I, right.
0: I don't think pre-nerf specter was anywhere near as strong as this is like the whole thing with, with the specter was its ability for you to just run and gun at like medium to close range.
2: Yeah. Which you still can't do with the Aries.
0: Yeah. But like the, I like, I'm saying that the, that like that, that was just the subsect of like why you would do that strategy with the specter is the specter was probably a bit too good at running, gunning. Um, but the Ares is overall just really fucking solid. And is way too cheap for what it gives you. Like, I have no problem with them removing the the spin-up. Like, how long it took for you to, like, really get the gun going. I just think it, it does too much damage too quickly.
2: Yeah, All and right. that's... See, this is where I, I disagree, because... Especially once I figured out that they weren't buffing the the max fire rate, they only were removing the spin up. Because I got confused when the patch came out, I, I thought they right. increased the max fire rate. The thing with the Ares is that, um, first of all, when you're moving with it, you are moving. You move very slow with the LMGs. You have a huge movement penalty, and I know that's why you specifically cast don't like using mm-hmm. LMGs. So your ability to peak aggressively with uh, the gun is reduced. Uh, by a lot versus basically any gun, uh, and then the spray when you're not ADSing is still also incredibly wild. Uh, it's very hard to control the spray. Uh, probably the hardest of any gun to control if you're not ADSing with the gun, even though it's still even even though now it's firing faster. So when it comes to peaking angles, the spec the uh, Ares is still one of the worst guns in the game because. Unless that person is right in front of you, then yeah, this buff helps that a lot. If they're close angle, you can barrel stuff them and get the kill quickly. But if they're medium to long range, your your chances of you know with that slow movement getting the drop on them and then getting two headshots before you know they shoot you if they have a phantom or a vandal, I don't think I, I think the, the Ares falls right into place in where it's supposed to be there. And then if you're defensively uh, set up in a position where you are ADSing with it you know, you can. it's it's possible to deal with that on the other team. Like, you know, if you jiggle peek that and they start shooting, they're probably not going to one-tap you with it because, you know, they can't one-tap you with it, and then you can readjust and use some utility or something. So I I personally think I'm willing to see as time goes on, but I do not think, as some people on Reddit are calling for and that you're calling for, Cass, it needs to be hot fixed immediately. Like, oh, God, abort mission. I think we should give some time to see how it fleshes out.
3: Yeah. Like
0: I, I don't think that like, and I have no problem with the Spectre Nerf. Like Spectre Nerf, totally fine. Um, I didn't really feel the need to buff the Ares, and I feel like they're kind of incentivizing like low precision weapons, which what like I personally don't like.
2: What are you talking about, Cass? Okay, well,
1: what
0: I was like the Ares build off is an Hunter. inherently low precision weapon here.
2: So is the Spectre, though. Yeah, and I'm
0: saying I'm fine. I'm fine with the Spectre nerf. I'm not arguing against that. That was totally fine. I'm saying I don't think that they should be buffing the the
3: low
1: precision weapons. I think you don't. You shouldn't be thinking of it as a low precision weapon and more of a, a half by slash eco weapon, the same as you would think of the Spectre. Um, what I was going to build off of Hunter's point with was that in order to get the like maximum. Uh, utility out of an LMG, you have to be ADS'd and crouched. Right? So you are stuck in a position, basically. If somebody like Ferrari peeks you, they're going to go past your crosshair it's, and then probably be able to one-tap you if their aim is somewhat, somewhat decent. Right? Because you are stuck in one position, you are not able to relocate very quickly. Um, So there is still a very obvious downside of having an LMG. The same goes with the odin that like the aries at this point is just a worse odin um which is what it should be and it should have a place in the meta i don't think i've seen a single aries in the last episode like i saw a couple in my games but like you rarely ever see it.
2: probably mainly when i was using it
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) well after we said that it was like underrated then i i went and i tried to use it a couple times realized i hated it and that's why i don't use it um yeah but I I still prefer to use the Spectre. Like, I don't think that the that the Ares buff has made it significantly better
0: than the Spectre. I don't think I've picked a Spectre up off the ground so far this act.
1: Okay, you've played like seven
2: Why? games. Why? Well, what, what guns are you picking up instead? I mean, you use Aries a lot. The fucking Ares is everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, everybody's using it because it just got buffed, and everybody's realizing, oh, the Ares is not as bad as we thought it was. Even though it wasn't that big of a buff, as Hunter described, I I think the lack of yeah. spin up is a huge buff.
2: I I think it's only really huge for close range because, regardless of the spin up, just because of the insane recoil, you're not hitting targets at medium and long range reliably without ADSing, which removes the whole spin up change. Sure, but so, like
0: also, if you are ADS and crouch, that thing is a fucking laser beam.
2: Which it always was. It like, always has. Not Nothing's changed. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, I'm not saying, like, right. I, and I I agree with what we said, like, in an earlier podcast that I think the gun was way better than people are giving it credit for. Mm-hmm. I think this yep. buff has taken it to the point where they need to knock it down a peg.
1: What, so have like, spin up
0: back? No, no, no. The, <laughs> the lack of spin up is fine. Just lower the fire rate.
1: That's going to be an overall nerf to the gun. Yeah. From where it was before. Like, right. what we're saying is, is that this buff is not significant. I didn't know this either, Hunter. I thought that they'd increase the max fire rate as well. Um, yeah, so you saying that, yeah, you're saying that it it's not. It's only the spin-up. Like Yeah. I don't, sure, it, like... it makes a big difference if you're not ADS. But if you're holding an angle, you're going to be ADS and crouched. Because that's where you get the laser beam anyway.
0: Yeah, like right. much like the how we discussed about shotguns, I have no problem with LMGs also not being in this game. Like, I
3: don't like them. Um, <laughs> Cass literally Cass,
1: wants to a see player. a pistol, like, pistol Vandal game.
2: Awkward. Yeah, Cass Sorry. goes, like, <laughs> Sheriff to Op, if possible, as soon as possible, and then if he loses the Op and needs a save, he buys a Marshall. <laughs> so you have a very particular <laughs> playstyle around those high-precision weapons, as you call them. So I understand why you like them, but... Uh... Uh, removing the LMGs and shotguns from the game would remove so much variety. I think it'd be hard to argue that that would be a positive change for the game. No, yeah, that I that feel like
1: the game would get change. so, like, it would be dumb. Like, it would get so repetitive. Or,
3: like, okay, yeah, that,
1: okay yeah. but like, I have seen multiple
0: people this act like win a round, Ares in hand, look at mm. a Phantom or a Vandal on the ground and be like, nope.
1: And just keep the Aries. Never seen that. And I think well, that's a
2: problem. I think those people are being dumb. Yeah. I think those, those people, people are drunk dumb. with their new newfound power in the Aries because you know what the Aries can't do? You know, one tap at close range. Uh, it you know, one still tap takes at any range. Shot. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is at long range, the spray, even if, if you are crouched in ADS, the spray is still somewhat significant to the point where, you know, reliably hitting the double headshot at extremely long ranges, you're still Obviously better off with the Vandal for the one-tap, and even with the Phantom. So, uh, someone who's not who's not picking up an Ares in exchange for a Phantom or a Vandal is on crack.
1: Yeah, and time to kill I, I, is I, significantly higher if you do hit the headshot. Yeah. Or, I guess, lower.
2: Right, right. I, I, got, yeah. I got what you're picking. I picked yeah. up what you're putting down there.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, it requires you to be more precise. It requires you to actually hit that headshot instead of just... Shucking bullets down range and hitting—I I genuinely have no idea how many shots it takes to kill with it. Is it what five to the body? I don't know. Is that rig I can't even go into the range and test it. I uh,
2: think it would have to be down. five to the body because um, the Phantom is five to the body, and so okay. if it was—if it has the same time to kill as the Phantom, then it would have to be five. I mean, it has a better time to kill than the Phantom, according to whatever the guy who did the numbers. So.
0: Yeah, because um, it—it has a faster fire rate than the Phantom does.
2: Yeah, Phantom thirteen over said, like, as well.
0: The 12, I thought the Phantom was like 11.5 or something like that.
2: Oh, it could but be, like, maybe, I, yeah. I don't know. It's been a while since I've looked. Yeah.
0: Now, either way, so far, I... And also, it has a fucking 50-round goddamn magazine. Like, so far, I have not been enjoying the amount of Aries I have been seeing in my games in any which way, shape, or form. <laughs> like, a couple Aries, totally fine. The The amount that I have seen is absurdly ridiculous and i think that that gun needs to go.
1: Well, i feel like it's just you being salty that people are killing you with an aries, which they would have done before had people picked up an aries. I, I don't that know if they would buff, have done before because of the spin up. Well, now now there's a buff and so everybody's using an aries and so now you're recognizing it just the same as everybody else, but you're recognizing it in a negative way. Well, they're recognizing it in a positive way. Right, right okay. because like you used to get it's killed by a you Have you guys, have you guys be seen like... a
2: fucking?
0: Have you guys seen a fucking guardian or bulldog in game so far? That I've got seen buffed.
2: A I've seen actually. I've a lot absolutely of guardians seen Bulldogs. guardians watching, uh, watching my dad play today, yesterday. Yeah, no, today. Yeah, well, the guardian Bulldogs and the bulldog got both got, as got well buffed. As well as guardians, yeah.
0: Like they both received buffs. I I'm not seeing them being spammed around everywhere.
2: Well, yeah, because the Ares is cheaper, so it's a better save gun. So like, it makes sense that you wouldn't see like. The, the the guardian and the and the bulldog, regardless of how good they are as guns, that unless they were accidentally buffed to be better than the phantom or the vandal, they're always going to be a more niche gun because you can never save with a bull, a bulldog or a guardian, uh, except in well, okay, you can sometimes, but it's very rare because they're not that much less than a phantom or vandal. Mm-hmm. So they're they're almost they're almost exclusively used as I really want to buff full buy with the team, but I don't quite have enough for a phantom or vandal, which is a more niche scenario than. I can spend sixteen hundred dollars on a gun this round and then still have money for next round to buy to full buy. So I, I don't feel like they ever will be picked as much as a Spectre or an Aries.
1: I say I mean maybe if anything, just make the Aries sixteen hundred like the Spectre.
2: It, oh, is it not sixteen hundred? Uh,
1: it's 1550. I don't think the fifty
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't I think the fifty credit
1: about. difference makes a big fucking deal. It has for multiple times while I've been playing recently. Mm-hmm. Um where I'll be like, Oh, I can buy full shields uh Ares, but not full shield Spectre.
2: Yeah, I think I I think a big reason why people are and you even see some like pros and stuff like calling on Riot to change to make it the, to change to revert the the buff. And I think a big reason why people are so salty about it, including UCAS, is because, you know, the Ares was thought of as a terrible gun for so long that like you wouldn't normally be upset that you were killed by a Spectre while you had a Phantom in your hands unless You know, know, Uh, if
0: somebody running guns you and gets those two lucky headshots, I think you'd be pretty salty.
2: (laughs) Well, you might be salty, but you wouldn't immediately say, oh, my God, the Spectre is too strong because the Spectre has been the same for a really long time. But so I think people are freaking out like, oh, my God, I just got killed by a dumb fucking Ares. Jesus Christ, because we're everyone's so used to thinking about the Ares as being this terrible gun. And of course, like you said, it's definitely being purchased a lot more, maybe too much. So I, I really hope Riot just, like, gives some time for everything to settle down. And then, you know, what I will admit, even though I've said that I think the change is good thus far, you know, it's possible that as as people settle into things, it turns out, you know, the Aries really does end up being that much better than uh, the Spectre. And that, I think, would be more of a result of the fact that it was underrated before, like Chase was saying. And then maybe it needs a nerf, but I, I think we need time to let the meadow evolve rather than just pulling the, the smashing the panic button right away.
0: Also, as far as save weapons, yo, like, yeah, I'd, I would rather the game lead towards more marshals and Sheriffs over.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, what a guns. surprise! But, yeah, uh, what a surprise! The marshals and sheriffs.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think that's a better direction. Like, reward people for getting that headshot. Like yes, you don't have a rifle that's fully automatic and can mow people down if you miss that that immediate headshot. But if you're saving and you're gonna rely on your aim to, you know, to swing the tides there. Like I I, I think that's a perhaps a healthier direction than where the
1: Ares currently is. See, I don't like that as a as a concept. Partially because I never use a Sheriff or a Marshal. Um, I'll use a Sheriff very sparingly. Probably on Breeze only. Um, But I feel like Valorant is not a game that is solely based on aim. Right? This isn't... I don't know, what's the game where you have to hit the little bubbles with your mouse? Bubbles with the aim Labs, <laughs> Risk of Rain, sure, Aim Labs, <laughs> <laughs> but I was I'm thinking about the one that like the little circles close around the the thing you have to click them on your screen in time.
2: Oh oh
1: yeah, whatever what? whatever cast you're like saying. you're talking about the rhythm game. Osu. Osu. Yeah. Osu, oh, yes. oh yeah. This oh, isn't yeah, Osu. Yeah. It's not about how fast mm. you can flick around. It's about positioning yourself in places with the proper utility and the proper gun to get the job that you want done. And so having variety. Um,
3: helps that that goal of uh continuing.
1: Fuck, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Um, you know, like it it gives variety to the game and puts you in those situations where you have to use your utility or use the type of gun that you have to your advantage, other than just your aim.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying. I think the Ares is too useful in too many situations currently. I I, I agree with that well, statement. Well, like well, I I mean, I, I do agree up, with Cass. the statement that
2: what you literally just said you think it'd be better for Riot to I do. Focus I, I do think in general, I do okay think in general you should be LMGs rewarded for having games. better aim.
0: But I do agree with what with with what Chase is saying, in which yes, you need to put yourself in the correct situation given what loadout you have.
1: Yeah, and like I, think I, have I, I very much years. agree
0: with that statement.
1: Yeah, but if Riot were to focus on increasing precision weapons and focus on those primarily, then you would remove that aspect of the game, which is very important.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I think the Ares should have its place. I just think that that place doesn't need to be fucking everywhere all the time. And right now, it seems like that's where it is. Give it a week.
2: Yeah, I'm with, I, I fully agree with uh, both of you there that, first of all, let's see, let's see over time, and secondly, I agree with you, Cass, that I don't think anyone, me included, wants to see, like, the only save weapon bot being an Ares. And I think we need to, have to give it time to see if that like, happens. I, I, have I, literally that been,
0: I have literally been in games where round two,
3: there are nine Ares on the map.
0: Whoever lost Pistol, forced up to Ares. And whoever won, bought Ares full shields.
1: If that's happening in a week, then I And the would reason be why concerned. it's
0: and the reason why it's nine is because I don't like the gun, so I don't buy it. And being like the sole person in the lobby without it. Like I have literally seen multiple round two like purchases in which both teams buy Aries. And it's just a okay, difference well, between who is full and half shoes.
2: Well in that case, Cass, then let's take you out of the equation and say, you know, this is a, a lobby where t- all ten people buy an Aries round two. Then in that case, the team on defense should win 80% of the time because you can't like effectively peek while crouching, while ADSing with an Ares on a longer angle, on a longer angle. So like all the defense has to do is literally just, you know, hold angles with their Areses, and then they could just mow down the offense as they're, you know, slowly walking in. Either they're, yeah, you know, you, I mean, in and then they're inaccurate or they're, like, okay, you, low peeking the corner. Like, the Ares is not a good offensive gun, even with But, but you're
0: saying that without the use of utility here. Like, you can flash people off angles. You can smoke people off angles. And so like, then it's the game of Valorant.
2: Yeah, it's just... Yeah. Like, you can still fall back. Like, if I'm flashed off a of dagob, like, like oh, fuck, better die now. Like, you can still No, no, yeah, you back fall back. Then, but, like, it's... Right, be ready to spray down.
0: I I don't think the answer should be ten Aries in
1: round two. I don't think that uh, is either. the answer, and I feel like you sh- you should give it some time because if that's still happening in a week, then I would agree with you that yes, if if that's all we see for the rest of this act is Aries, 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 then yeah, maybe it should re- be reduced or or nerfed a little bit. But as of right now, I think that it's just the fact that. It's new. Everybody has now realized how good the fucking Ares is as a save and um half by weapon. So like people are using it. But I don't think that it'll stay that way. I think that people will be like, Oh, the Spectre did get nerfed, but it's still pretty good. So we'll uh we'll go use the, the Spectre, because I like that gun more.
2: Yeah, Cass, I think you I, I think you missed the point of me talking about the ten men Uh, aries lobby it's not that i think that the 10 men aries lobby is good my point is that in that scenario based on the way the gun performs that situation heavily favors the defense assuming both sides are either using no utility or using their utility effectively and that's worth comparing to the short-lived and glorious uh stinger meta when after the running gun nerfs the stinger was this gun that you would see people buying way more than you know you would like to see that that was a, also a similar situation where you would see round 2s where many like a good majority a vast majority of both teams would be buying the stinger and the reason why that was very different is because uh the stinger has had the combination of you know long range capability with the continued bursts with the short range uh movement uh accuracy uh while firing extremely fast so if you if you have 10 stingers on round 2 there isn't a decisive advantage for either team. And if that's your best gun for the price, then you should go for it because, you know, the defense can play off angles and wait for the offense to to push in and gun them down. And then the offense obviously has the run and gun advantage. So like, I, I would say maybe the 10 Stinger slightly favors the offense, but it's a, it's a close battle. If we're talking about Stinger meta, whereas with the Aries, I think the 10 Aries is just, if you're on offense and you're, Buying everyone within areas, you're just making a horrible mistake, even right now. So that that's why I brought that up. That if people are doing that, I don't think that's an accurate representation of where the gun is, should be in the meta. That's just people, you know, being a little goofy. All
0: right. Maybe, like, I don't know. Maybe we'll revisit this topic next week and see if mm-hmm. people's
1: opinions have changed. Yeah. Um, people are being goofy right now. People are insta locking Neon when they've not played her before.
3: Right, being right. Calm.
1: I have done right? that once. That's just it's just goofy and they've <laughs> yeah. so far fucking sucked. Mhm.
0: Yeah, I have to say I have uh Okay, I take that back. I have seen one good neon in a game. Um, but Tony, fuck off. Um the majority of the games that like I have played in that has a neon in it, um like that neon has been dog shit and that was me. For one of the games, um, beautiful, okay, but uh the one of the other things that we got to talk about here is um I know Chase and I have finished our placement games, uh Hunter, have you played any placement games?
2: one, which was the game last night with you guys,
0: yeah, okay, so people have gone way down in ranks, following their that. their placement games um and it makes sense. And, like, apparently this happened at the beginning of episode... What is it? Act 3? Do they go... Are Acts the big one or Episodes the big one? Uh,
2: Episodes Episodes. are the big one.
0: Okay, so Uh, apparently at the beginning of the last episode, the the exact same thing happened. I don't remember what it was that happened. uh, Or, like, how much people dropped down or whatever. But, uh, you know, uh, apparently the highest you can be placed is Diamond 1.
2: So... Wow, I I didn't realize that. So basically anybody who was like
0: anybody who was like Radiant would now be diamond one following their placement games and therefore everybody has to get pushed down. Um makes sense. Um but you know you've seen a lot of people complaining about it on Reddit. Um and one of the interesting things is like in in some of my games, both placement and post placement games I haven't seen, like, a past episodes Diamond yet, but I've seen a number of, like, plat threes in my games. And seeing as how I just barely eked my way into Gold 1 last act, uh, I feel like that's, you know, questionable.
1: Yeah, Cass, you and I played a placement game, and there were, what, four platinum act ranks in it? Yeah, that... It is worth saying that uh, Cass and I almost had to leave the podcast because we were no longer silver for a short period of time. Um, We did finally hit gold at the end of of last act. Um, That has since been completely destroyed. But yeah, in a couple of our placement games, we were against like a bunch of platinums and we're like, why the hell are we in this lobby? Um. We barely made it into gold one (laughs) and probably shouldn't have in general, but um, I don't know. I dropped to bronze three, right? Which that's four full ranks. That's that's a lot of grinding I'm going to have to do to get all the way back through silver because I feel like I should be around silver three. I do pretty good in silver three lobbies. The gold lobbies is where it got a bit sketchy. yeah.
2: By by that logic I'm going to be placed bronze 1. So I'm a little <laughs> nervous about what I'm going to be placed.
3: Um I I will say though that um
0: like I I don't mind the drop in rank. Right? Like I I understand if everybody who is radiant can now be max diamond 1. Like I don't mind the drop in rank. That's totally fine. And like there there was um is, was some guy was bitching about it on reddit and a riot dev came in and like basically wrote an essay explaining what was going on um to not have to rehash the entire thing he was it's basically along the lines of like you know the game evolves people get better like if back in the beta you were in plat and you rejoin now you would not be anywhere near as good right like the 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 game changes as new acts come out as the maps change Uh, As new agents are added, and different agents get buffed, and other agents get nerfed. um, And they want to make sure that you can prove that you belong in a given act rank. And so they move everybody to the lower end of the spectrum, and force you to work your way back up. And then it also has the added benefit of, if you were really heavily boosted, you know you get knocked back down and would either have yeah, to you get boosted find,
2: again. <laughs>
0: yeah, you'd have to either find some way to get boosted again or now, now you're in what rank you should be in. So I personally don't really mind it. I just hear a lot
1: of complaining. You're only saying that because you play silver.
0: Okay, I placed one <laughs> rank higher than you. What fucking difference does that make? Okay, I'm still, and, I'm, I'm I'm still back in silver. silver. Sil- I'm silver one. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, it's I'm, not like I didn't get pushed too. down at all.
2: Um... And also, yeah, but but seeing that bronze
1: show up when it says you've been placed is rough.
2: Absolutely. Chase was hella tilted, I can tell her right now. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, just I mean, from the elation of getting to gold finally after so much grinding to playing five games and after that, like against platinums no less, and then seeing that bronze like triangle show up on my screen, I was I was salty as fuck. I
0: believe it. No, Trace, I don't know if this has been your experience with it, but I like, I've been getting like plus 20 or more off wins and like minus 15s off losses.
3: Um, I don't I've know gotten if that's been your experience around
1: with it. No, I'm I'm getting around like 15-16 up and same down. Um at least from from what I can remember. What I am noticing is that I have Although I'm currently ranked Bronze 3, or I guess Silver 1 now, um, everybody's act ranks in my games have been much higher. So I'm still with a lot of, like, you can see their act ranks of, you know, high Gold, high Silver. So it's still pretty much the games I was in before, but now everybody has been pushed down to this level. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if that... Maybe it'll, it'll probably sort itself out eventually and we'll start going up again. But right now I feel like, okay, well, sure, I'm in Silver 1, but I'm still playing at least what last acts were Silver 3 games. Right. Like, how am I supposed to grind up if, like, I'm still playing what was a Silver 3
3: game, but now I'm in Silver 1? No, I think somebody...
0: I think somebody made somewhat famous, like, the the four four three rule, which is, regardless of how you perform in four games out of 11, you're going to lose them. And regardless of how you perform in four games out of 11, you're going to win them, and it's the remaining three that your impact really makes a difference and
3: is what's going to cause you to climb. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Just I, I've heard yeah. somebody go off that, and it
0: seems like it's been somewhat widely accepted.
1: Yeah. All right, let's just rant for an, another second here, because Cass okay. and I played our first placement game, and uh, we had an inting Astra. Astra? Yeah, it was an Astra. Yeah. In a placement game. Who the fuck ints in a placement game at the beginning of an act? That's what I want to know. Because wow. we played a couple of rounds, it seemed like the Astra was doing fine, and it seemed like the astra got tilted. um She claimed because our, our jet wasn't entering but was like that
3: cast, or was it no cast it wasn't cast,
1: cast it was another random um but like it seemed like our jet was doing fine, like she wasn't entering well, but whatever, but then we started being smoked off at every entrance we tried to to take and then being sucked into the line of fire of our opponents
0: that's
3: all our own Astra
1: it was no, terrible. No
0: yeah I have to say I don't know like uh I'm thinking maybe like a sova could be more obnoxious to his own team, potentially, I but mean, you only have two shock darts, like the fact that Astra can like smoke you off and recall that star and smoke you off for two seconds while you're trying to like take a peek or something like that, and then like do it again. Look, I, I don't know if there's a character that's more annoying to deal with in the game if they're on your team and they're a- deliberately attempting to fuck with you. Well, yeah, you okay, could
2: Raze in the mix as well. Raze would be rough with the nade.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, or,
2: or the ult. I mean, she can do more damage to you than probably anyone else, but the Astra being able to do it so, like, continuously through the round, I could see Astra being the worst.
1: Yeah, she'd just pick up her stars and if we rotated and put them in a new place and smoke us off. Wow. But like, um, it's literally like the enemy team had six players. Because
0: actually was sure just poking off. <laughs> uh and then okay, one of one of the other really fucking obnoxious things that Chase and I ran into earlier today was uh you know how like you can have your character calm for you so you don't have to actually use a mic. Yeah. Yeah, um there's no way to mute that. There's what no way to mute time? those comms. I didn't know that. So there was a raise in our game who was the entire fucking time spamming enemies nearby. Over and over and over again. And there's no fucking
1: way to mute it. Like, you can mute text chat. You can mute voice chat. I reported, muted, like, muted everything possible, turned their volume all the way down, and still I was getting enemies nearby, enemies nearby, enemies nearby, enemies nearby. The entire round, every single round.
2: Yeah, because you can hotkey that. Because by default, you have to press period to bring up the agent-like menu and then go through it, and it's kind of long. But you can hotkey specific things in trying to help you out, you know, if you don't have a mic. But that's interesting that it was abused in that way.
1: I'm just surprised that you can't mute it, that that does not get muted when you can mute everything else about the person.
2: Yeah, my guess is that just norm- people haven't, you know, people are tend to be, just don't use that very often to be a troll that most more that more often they use voice chat because like I've never run into that because yeah, that seems like there should be a mute button for that. And uh, it's probably just one of those things where there hasn't been enough, enough abuse of it for a riot to look into it. But that sounds that like was the, in that game.
0: That is the closest I have ever come to rage quitting a game.
1: Yeah. Same here. It was so annoying. Wow. And Oh, we'd also tried to forfeit and she voted no. Yeah, we tried to forfeit just to get out. I would never forfeit a game. I yeah. rarely, rarely forfeit. Because even if it's 12-1, I'm like, you know, 12-2 I'll just would, play the rest of would the game. be better. You know? Yeah. Man. Um. But this was so annoying. It Cass and I were like, we've got to get out of this game. Like, I just didn't want to play Valorant anymore after playing that.
2: Did you guys just, like, blare music in the background? Because that's probably what I would have done at that point. I would have been like, I don't need to hear game audio anymore.
1: No, because I still want
2: to win the game
1: and I want to hear people.
2: Oh, fair, fair, yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, there was another time um, literally right before we hopped on this podcast, I was in another game and there was a Sova who was inting. Um, As Cass was saying, a Sova can be very, very annoying. Um, He probably got a kill on our own team most rounds. Wow. Um, By, you know, waiting for people to take damage and then shock darting them um, I got ulted a couple times. Uh, it was it was rough. The ult doesn't do a lot of damage, though. No, but if you're already damaged and you're yeah, like, and I, you're I trying to peek died. an angle, I was. Yeah, ulted I have died twice. To,
0: like my own team's sova ult before, but like I'll often willingly eat sova like sova ults because like when you're getting sova ulted, your main concern is dodging the next beam.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so I've definitely pushed. And, like, to get people who are currently bunny hopping around trying to dodge a beam rather than being ready to take a gunfight. And, like, I've yeah. been hit by Sova's ult before doing that. And, like, I I probably died to Sova's ult before doing that. And, like, it's obviously not on him. But yeah, And a
2: lot of times when you see that blue beam, you don't really think about it. Like, famously, Hiko killed Ethan during a pro match <laughs> by accident by Sova ulting him. At mm-hmm. least we think it was by accident. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it seemed like an accident. At least it was played off that way.
1: I'd just so. like to say that these, my Sova was not doing this accidentally. Um, oh, yeah. I, I'm not doubting <laughs> that. Right,
2: right. Like, how much, how would much would damage does Shock
1: Dart do? It does 90 damage.
0: Yeah, but to the enemy team. It, it has reduced damage against your team.
1: No, it does 90 damage.
0: There's no fucking way you Shock Dart me, it does 90 damage. I'm, I have no you're idea, usually, because you're, you're you're usually playing. someone on my own team. Yeah, I'm, on, I'm, I'm you're usually sure, playing Sova, so you yeah. don't get hit by Sova shock darts from your own team very often.
2: I could no, be I... wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's a global one-half modifier for, te- for team damage of any sort. Okay, So, okay, so 45 me, 45 of, yeah, right, yeah, Which is a significant amount of damage if you've already taken damage in a gunfight. Oh, sure. And then, like, if you're running away from it because you see it coming, you could very easily run into the enemy as well. Like, you could indirectly get your team killed, even if yeah. you don't kill them with a shock dart. So. Yeah, even if it is half, even if it is half the damage, like I think, um, you know, <laughs> that can still be devastating <laughs> mm-hmm. to have that happening. So yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, Chase. People on West Coast servers really be wildin'.
1: Yeah, I feel like everyone was saying he was probably just salty about where he was placed. So that's how that connects there. is we're like, yeah, you're probably just salty because you got placed in bronze too.
2: Like, <laughs> yeah, so you're gonna get placed. You're gonna go even lower <laughs> by into. No, like, okay. I
1: like I
0: have heard of now don't know anybody personally. Um and as far as I'm aware, Alex, the guy we know in Immortal, has not played his placement games yet. But uh I have heard of immortals being placed in silver. Wow. Um so it, it it's quite drastic in certain cases. Um
2: well, I mean, yeah, that but... kind of makes sense to an extent, Cass, right? Because the placement system uh highly rates your performance against people of certain ranks. So if you have a bunch of people like, you know, in diamond who are now in gold and then you're immortal and you, you, you know, are face some golds who are actually diamond threes and you have like a negative KDA against them, then maybe it says, oh, well, you're worse than golds. I I I thought
0: it it always did that over hidden MMR, not by what their visible rank is.
2: Yeah, but like everyone's hidden, hidden MMR is shifting as well, right? Because if no one's placed... Because, like, at the beginning of the act, your hidden MMR should equals your revealed MMR. Like, once you play, um, right? So, like, if you're... Judging, if the
0: highest... judging by the essay that I read earlier today from the Riot dev, no.
2: Oh, okay, I'm surprised it's, to hear it that. It could
1: be lower than your hidden
2: MMR? Judging,
0: yeah, judging by what was written... Judging by the response that this guy wrote, it would appear that your hidden MMR is still relatively unchanged from last act. It has just now placed you on the very bottom of the potential rank spectrum of like I see, I see. where like you realistically could be. So basically everybody's current visible rank is lower than their MMR. Is basically what uh what I
3: gathered from what he wrote.
0: Got it, got it. Makes sense. Um, That's somewhat reassuring.
3: That yeah. is.
0: <laughs> okay, but Speaking of just us ranting about uh things going on in a bunch of our games lately, um I have played a quite a few uh solo queue games. Whoa. Um I played a couple this act and then I played a decent number while you guys were all doing stuff over the break, visiting family and the whatnot. Um and Hunter and I counted this up one night. Literally 50% of the games I've been in, nobody's playing smokes. And I understand that at some point... I was point surprised spring, to see it.
2: Cass said that, and I was yeah. like, no way. And then we looked at it, and it was true.
0: Like, literally 50% of the games, nobody's playing smokes. And I'm, myself, am partially to blame. Because I am one of the five people in that game who picked a non-smoke character.
2: Um, I know that you are definitely one of the five people, in the, well, one of some number of people in that game who insta-locked as well, <laughs> which makes the situation I, even I worse.
0: rarely insta-lock. I don't oh, even lock is... as soon as I get in. It's just my lock is not going to change regardless of what other people
2: pick. Okay, well, that's the same thing as insta-locking, isn't it? <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, that, that's just like slightly, <laughs> a polite. that's like the Canadian way of insulating. About, uh, I'm only going to play this character, so suck it.
1: That's what I was going to say, is that even if four people lock and Cass is the last one there and no one's playing smokes, Cass is not playing smokes. And I completely <laughs> understand that. Yeah. Right? Like, the, the problem is not. You don't want me playing smokes. No, exactly. Yeah, I'd rather have, have you on own... a chamber or a jet and I'd rather go no, no smokes. It's the same thing of, like, people who fill consistently. I'd rather have them playing an agent that they're most comfortable with than, you know, maybe picking up an agent they've only tried a couple of times because we don't have flashes or we don't have smokes or something like that.
2: Yeah, and, like, it's it's the opposite for myself. That, like, personally, I'm not so married to one character. And by married, I mean I'm not good enough with uh, a non-smoke character to where I feel like if I'm the last person and we don't have smokes, it's better for the team for me to go for that character instead of filling smokes. I'm decent enough at Viper, Brim or Omen, depending on the map, that I would rather have the smokes than you know, count on me to carry and make up for the fact that we don't have smokes. So I have the opposite philosophy, but I get exactly what Chase and Kaz are saying that like, you know, if you're that much better at chamber or jet, you should go for chamber or jet.
0: Okay. At any rate, here's my suggestion. And there's, there's a point a and, or a point B to this. Alright, point A is if you play Smokes, you get plus 5 RR after each game.
3: If you would have lost 15, now you only lose 10. If you would have gained 15, now you gain 20. My, okay, so... that is without. Sorry, I, I really like
1: this idea, because Cass brought this up yesterday, and I was like, okay, well, the problem here is not that people are waiting till the fifth spot and then not pick, not filling, not picking smokes. The problem is that people don't want to play smokes in general. So you need to incentivize people to learn smoke characters. That's where the root of this issue is. It's not people need to fill more often. It's people need to learn and main these smoke characters more. And so how do you do that? And I think that it is an interesting concept to give them RR uh, for that. Now. I think just, just something I was just thinking of is what if you just have a ton of teams that are just playing smokes then? Would would the all-smoke comp in the ranked um, – the ranked experience become
0: I, – I don't think so because now as – whether or not you agree with this philosophy or not is a whole different topic. But a bunch of people, like, on Reddit have been saying, like, oh, the way to climb is play duelists. Like, you get rewarded for playing duelists because you get into more engagements. You typically have a higher KDA, um, which then results in performance bonuses. Like, if if you pop off in a game, you've got a much higher chance of getting gold stars against other people on their team, and therefore getting a performance bonus, yeah. which is a lot easier to do on a duelist than it is to do on other characters. Because your kit is based around taking space and dueling and getting frags. Um And so the whole argument is like, oh, I want to play a duelist because that makes it easier for me to get kills. And me getting more kills means that I've got a better chance of getting a performance bonus, meaning I get more ranked rating from this game. And so I think you're still going to see a bunch of people playing duelist. And I just think giving people plus 5 RR for each game playing Smokes would incentivize some people to learn how to play Smokes. Now, part B to this statement was they could come out with a very duelisty controller. They could come out with someone who has Smokes, probably doesn't have great Smokes, like if you're talking about the pro meta but, like, has decent enough smokes, and the rest of their kit is rather duelist-y.
2: <coughs> now, before before we get on to point B, Cass, can I address mm-hmm. point A? Sure. Because I am shocked Chase agreed with your, your statement about the uh, RR being a good thing. Oh, he I plays think... smokes. He
0: gets plus 5 R after each game. That's fun.
2: <laughs> I play smokes Some t- I, like, probably, like, I want to say probably 33% of the time I end up playing smokes. So I play smokes a decent amount of the time, And uh, I got to say, I think that is one of the single that's going in the top three dumbest ideas ever mentioned on the Drunk Valorant podcast. And uh, here's why. How does that compare to
1: the cumsock? (laughs)
2: okay well see that idea was deliberately dumb that was that was i thought that was
1: the best idea i've had on this podcast that
2: that was that was a great idea yeah that's that's one way to look at it uh and i would tend to agree with that way of looking at it but even if you want to say like you know there's an aspect of dumbness to that and the dumbness is the point like i could see it being (laughs) dumb like you know in, in a good way um, and I think I want to start by tackling what you said, Cass, about the, pre- the prevalent uh, Reddit idea that if you want to climb, play a duelist. I think the only situation in which you should play a duelist to climb is if your aim and just, you know, duel taking ability is your best element of your uh, repertoire. Like you're better in that than any other skill. Because then, then yeah, playing a duelist will maximize that. But if, you know, being in a certain rank is about a combination of things, your game sense, your utility usage, your economic choices, your, uh, and, of course, your, your ability to take duels. So if, if your ability to take duels is, you know, superior to most of your, your peers in your rank, then, yeah, you should insta-lock a duelist because then you're going to maximize that ability and you are going to climb. And it is probably true, based on the way the performance bonus works, that if that is your strong ability, you are probably climbing faster than you know anyone anyone else is. Uh, if that's what you're focused on, so maybe if you've been grinding aim labs, and so you've gotten to a point where that aim is better than your other skills, and yeah, play a duelist. But the utility that other agents provide absolutely should be you know winning you rounds if you're using it not other duelists, Sorry, I realize I misspoke. The utility that other agents provide who aren't duelists absolutely should be a key part of winning you rounds. Um if you're using it correctly and if your team is playing off of it even a little bit. So uh I think that in cases where, you know, you're in your rank for reasons other than, you know, everything but your aim is holding you back. If, you know, you have good game sense, you are ha- really good economically, you're good playing as a team, and your aim is just average for your rank, then I don't think swapping to a duelist is going to magically get you to the next, the next rank. And that sort of brings me to uh, challenging the main idea, which is that um, I think if I think right now, if you're actually using a smoke or a sentinel character correctly, then you're going to be providing more team, more value to your team than if you play a duelist uh less than spectacularly. Uh and therefore you'll win more games. And ultimately but winning games will is... get you R.
1: Yeah, yeah but the problem is nobody wants to play smokes. Yeah, Cask, if I if I could hop in here. Yeah. Um, go ahead, go ahead. Just to I believe this is in response to your entire point there. Um but I believe that the cause is more uh basic than what is actually happening in game. Okay, what okay. actually happens in a game of Valorant is beside the point here. It is before somebody chooses what character am I going to play in general, who am I going to main, right? It, what is the general consensus of the best characters to main to climb? And that is duelists. That is from, I don't, I don't know if you want to call it rhetoric from, you know, online from, you know, people being like, oh, tens is the best, you know? People love duelists because they get the highlights, right? They are taking the engagements and people have said that if you want to carry your team, you need to be getting those frags. You need to climb like, regardless of if that's how that actually plays out in game, if that is the um, image that duelists have. And so when people pick up the game of Valorant for the first time and they say, okay, which character am I going to focus on? They pick a duelist more often. And then from that, they get better at duelists and then they can't play smokes. Or then they're like, oh, I play a duelist. I need to work on my aim. They go and grind aim laps, right? So then they are honing their skills to be good at the duelist role when we need to fix the problem of people choosing duelists to begin with.
2: I think you raise a very valid point there, Chase, which is what if I modify um, Cass's or a proposal for the plus five RR? to say that that plus five RR only applies iron through silver. Because those are the ranks that like, you know, most the vast majority of people who haven't played Valorant are placed in initially. And that's where you have this problem, you know, most of the time, once you start getting gold and above, I feel like that's where people start, you know, thinking about team comp a lot more, Uh, at least keep it,
0: keep it till plat. I, I do agree with you. There needs to be a certain point where that plus
1: five RR is not a thing. Yeah, like that shouldn't exist at Radiant or Immortal. Yeah, I right. like.
0: Oh yeah, like I. I think we all agree that once you hit a certain point, that that should no longer exist. But I think it should exist up until probably Plat, because I've been in a good number of gold lobbies that also have no smokes.
2: Yeah, see, I, I guess even though I made that you know concession there to you guys, I feel like I feel like the problem is that. If you're playing a a smoke character really well, besides Astra, because Astra is, you know, she's just different. She is so incredibly dependent on team play that if your team isn't playing off your utility, then, you know, you're going to be dead because you spend so much time in astral form. And if your teammates aren't doing, you know, what your utility is set up to do, then you're kind of useless. But if you play any of the other smoke characters... You do have ways to, you know, get kills for yourself and set up yourself to be sort of a hybrid duelist with uh, Brim. You can at least block off some angles to set yourself up to not have to deal with, you know, so many different places at once. And you can Stim Beacon yourself as much of a meme ability as it is, perhaps with the uh, Ares uh, <laughs> buff. The Stim Beacon becomes all the more important. Um with Omen, you, you have the Paranoia, which is, you know, quite a good flash ability. Um, with Viper, the ability to play with your Viper Wall and your Mollies and then your Ultimate. I mean, you know, you've seen me get mad kills with Viper on Breeze. So I, I guess I kind of feel like the plus 5 RR thing is pointing people towards something that it would create the opposite problem where, you know, I don't know that I want games where people are picking three smokers every match just because that's then in low in low rank lobbies because that's you know forcing out other agents who would be good who would be part of a better team comp and then you know suppose someone does see that they say oh well being a smoker is how you get the rr so now you have uh iron through plat lobbies where people are playing running three smoke comps and then now they have to pick up a, a duelist after learning to play smokes for months just to be able to fill a duelist in plat. Like, I feel like that kind of reverses the problem without solving it, you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think you're ever going to see a scenario where someone's like, oh, I have to fill duelist.
2: Well, m- well no, my point okay. is, y- y- look at, look at the scenario you, you mentioned. If yeah. people new to the game find out you rank up faster if you play a controller, there's going to be a huge influx of people who are solely maining controllers. Even if people think, oh, well, Jet is more exciting. Like, if you know that, okay, as a controller, I'm providing a lot of value to my team and I rank up faster. Like, the scenario that Chase was talking about where you have an overwhelming majority of controllers, it's absolutely going to happen. And then you're going to have people who have to switch to a duelist after they're hitting plat or whatever the cutoff you said is. And I think there is a very real scenario where you look at duelist filling if you, uh, you know, change that around, at least for new players. Obviously, there are existing players who are already in Platinum above who are already established duelists. But for anyone looking to climb now, I mean, I guarantee you that if I, that if, you know, that plus five thing happened now and it would apply to me, definitely, I would try to be more of a smoke main for sure.
1: Well, the thing is, plus five is not a lot, right? It's something, but it's not a ton. Um, It
2: is a lot, though. And yeah, you're fine.
1: not taking away the fact that Duelists are still the ones that get the hype.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. okay, Hunter, like, let's look at, like, the the quote-unquote face of Valorant, right? Like, if you go and look at the early cinematics that they released, it's Jet and Phoenix. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, two Duelists mm-hmm. are, like, the face of know. Valorant, right? And, like, admittedly, when I first started playing, I saw Omen, and I was like, that guy looks cool as fuck. I want to play that guy. Yeah. And so I made Omen for a bit. And I think, to date, I still have more playtime on Omen than I do on Jat and Chamber. Not combined, right. but, like, individually. Um,
3: but it's just, like... Like, in hindsight, I didn't really enjoy
0: it as much. Now, Now that I've gotten to a point where... I have a decent amount of confidence in my aim and my ability to take duels and push aggressively um, or, like, hold angles and win gunfights because I have either the cockiness or the ego to say, fuck you, I'm better. Um, Like, playing smokes just isn't really fun for me because if I die, like, especially on offense, if I die, my team doesn't have smokes now for, like, a sight exact. So you have to play so much more passively, Excuse me. and I just don't think that that's as, like, personally, I don't think that's, like, as fun for me. Now, understand, like, one of the advantages that Brim has over the other smoke characters is, assuming you've got the, the econ for it and you get all three smokes, you can be like, hey, we're going A, plop all three smokes down, chuck your molly onto site, and now you you're basically out of utility.
2: Them up your You've team
0: technically got stim beacons, but like you're out you're you're out you're out of utility. you probably didn't buy the stim beacons if we're being honest now you can They're go in now you can duel. okay' we're, we're not talking about you specifically but like now you can go in and duel people right It's like my utility's out there. I yeah. have provided my quote unquote job to the team now I can run in there and I can take gunfights but like as as omen where your smokes recharge it's like well shit if the site exact doesn't go well and we need to rotate off i might be able to have a smoke or two if we if we rotate to b and like we need to hit b and so it doesn't make sense for you to then go and try to enter site take a bunch of gunfights um
2: well i think you're neglecting one key thing here Cass. And that's that if you have the, the plus five RR boost to smoke characters and a lot more people are playing smokes, then all of a sudden, you know, if you're Omen and you're playing with a brim on your team, then, you know, you can afford to be aggressive as Omen. You can take those op peaks at the start of the round and not worry about dying because you still have like two other smoke characters on your team. So, so like, it's not a very
1: good setup, right? It's not a good team comp.
2: Well, you're correct about that but we're discussing a scenario in which right now people okay, but Hunter, at the are end all, of the day. Yeah, hold on, hold, 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 hold on, I want to, I want to respond to chase here. Sure. The, the thing is we're discussing a scenario where right now the status quo is that already people are not using good team comps. People are playing without smokes, even though smokes would be better for the team because they feel like, Oh, if I play more flashy agents, I can climb faster. So my point is that the reason why people are doing that is because they want to climb faster. Uh, and or they're excited about a certain character so if we split the meta by saying oh well you're going to climb faster if you play smokes actually then um at that point there would be you know people making poor decisions of having too many smokes on their team in interest to climb faster so that's that's kind of what i'm saying there if that makes sense yeah, I, I can see that
3: i don't think there's a lack of smoke agents for that reason I think there's a
0: lack of smoke agents because they're not they're not flashy, they're not fun.
2: Well, but Cass, you, you, you started this passive. off. Cass, you started this yeah. off by saying that a, a reason why there are a lot of there are too many duelists is because people on Reddit are saying the way to climb is to play duelists. Like you I, said that I, as I a I did recap.
0: also preface this entire thing by saying I was probably going to end up being hypocritical at some point in this. But <laughs> okay, it, like well, what? <laughs> uh <laughs> Like, I want to see more Smokes in more games.
2: Sure, I do too. too.
0: And I don't want to be the person playing
2: Smokes.
1: (laughs)
3: Alright, which brings us to option
0: B.
1: Yeah, I was about to remind you that there is an option B here. There is an option
0: B. Make a cool and or fun controller. Alternatively, buff the living shit out of Omen. Make Omen, like, fucking SS-tier.
2: Yeah, specifically buff his duelist abilities. Maybe not even touch his like, smokes, but make yeah, yeah, his, like... Yeah, Just like, make other Omen a
0: fucking god. Again. Because then... Because Omen's a cool character. He's just... I genuinely think Omen's the worst controller at the moment. I think Brim's better than Omen currently. Because when I'm playing against an Omen, it's like, eh, whatever. I might have to deal with a paranoia once every five rounds. But, like not a big deal. Brim on the other hand, especially on Fracture, when I'm rotating from the other site and oh, like yeah. both canteen and B main are just fucking smoked off for like 30 fucking seconds, and now I've got like 2 seconds after the smoke fades to uh to go defuse the spike.
2: Yeah, and and Brim's That's ult to, hell. Yeah, and Brim's ult to deny defuse on V is brutal. I mean like yeah. so brutal.
0: Yeah. Brim's ult to fucking counter killjoy. Um yeah. like like I and his Molly does a good amount of damage, lasts for a while. Stim beacons suck dicks, but like whatever. Maybe with the new Ares buff, the Stim Beacons will actually be half decent. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um I genuinely think at this point Brim is a better controller than Omen is.
2: I'll give
3: you
0: that. And Brim has lineups.
1: I mean, as a Brim main, I'm going to say I I prefer playing Brim to Omen. Yes. Yeah, as someone who's not a
2: Brim main... Sorry, go ahead, Uh, Chase.
1: Uh, I was just saying that he has no disagreement for me.
2: Yeah, as someone who used to be an Omen main, I rarely play Omen, and I much prefer Brim now, even though I'm not a Brim main. But I will gladly fill with Brim on any map besides Split or Fracture, and I really don't want to touch Omen unless I absolutely have to. I do Um, want
1: to really come back against the uh, buff the living shit out of Omen idea, though, mm. because then that makes my entire main useless. Sure. But, like... I'm never going to be able to play Brim again, because you'll have an insta Omen in every game. I think that that's that's a terrible way to proceed with the meta, by making one controller the best. You just get no playtime on any of the other ones. They already made one controller the best. Well, okay, but it's one controller (laughs) is the best in the pro meta and not in the ranked, especially at our ranks, right? Astra is kind of shit at our ranks because nobody fucking talks to each other, Mm -hmm. right? One controller is the best, but it only works like that when you get to a level where you can utilize Astra to that full ability. But me playing Brim is not an active throw to my team. But what you're saying is... Make Omen so good that you have it as an active throw if you're not playing Omen, as smokes.
2: I, I think Cass may have been exaggerating, at least for what would be a good idea, which isn't uncommon for Cass.
1: Yeah. Right, but like <laughs> I, I, I,
2: don't, yeah, like, I, I think the horror. next. Go
0: ahead, go ahead. Like I'm saying I think the next agent that comes out to the game kind of needs to be a controller. Now they have talked about changing up the controllers to give each controller their own identity, and maybe if that comes through then my current statement will does not have any value to it. But given the current state of the game, I think the next agent that comes out needs to be a controller and they need to make something to make them like cool or like really fun. And like, we'll talk about Neon later, but like, I think Neon's really fun. I don't think she's good, but I think because of that, she's going to get a good amount of play time. Similar thing to Chamber. I don't think... Chamber is an incredible agent on most maps. But I really enjoy playing him, and therefore I'm going to. And if you make a controller that has these subsect of people that want to play that controller because they find that controller really fun or they think they're super cool, then that's good enough.
1: Just so there's some smokes. I just don't like the... I think that the problem is with controllers in general that we're talking about. It's not... So maybe, maybe like, reimagining all of the controllers the way that Riot has said they were going to do will help with this issue somewhat. But I think that making a controller that people want to play then disincentivizes people from playing other controllers, which is not what we want to do. We want to, We want people to play Smokes in general. I don't care who they're fucking playing, but I want them to be playing Smokes. Yeah, but that's you. You play Smokes. I play Smokes, but not on every map. Right? Like, I do not want to play Brim on Split. Split. I do not want to play Brim on Icebox. I do not want to play Brim on Breeze.
2: Right, and I I end up sometimes having to play Omen on Split when I'm playing with you all, which is not my favorite, but, you know, I do it if I have to.
0: Who would you rather play on Split?
2: Sage. I kind of main Sage for Split. But okay. that's also difficult when we got a chamber main because <laughs> <Well>, then <laughs> that's got a double sentinel on split. So uh, I, you know.
0: I think that's fine. I, I I think double sentinel has its place in the meta, and sure, it's kind sure. of it's kind of acknowledging we're not going to do great on offense. We just need to roll them on defense, which I don't think is an inherently bad strategy.
2: Well, I kind of disagree with you there because if you're running double Sentinel, then your post plan should also be really good so the the real question the real question is can you get onto site and that's where you know you you need your duelists or you need your team to play more aggressively than perhaps your team comp is built for. but the whole thing with offense is you know overwhelming the the defense when they have you know less people on the site you're pushing than you have pushing the site. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that a a double sentinel comp, like if you're talking triple sentinel, then that's a different story. But I don't think a double sentinel comp is doomed to have a bad offense on split. You just have to get into your post plans quickly and then your utility post plan is really good. Like a sage and a chamber and a post plan is pretty great. You, You have flank control with chamber. You have a lot of ability to slow down the retake with the wall and the slows. Like, that's a pretty good situation to be in.
0: Are, aren't you disagreeing with me here?
2: What? What well, you, you, you disagreeing with my statement? No, I'm not, because you said oh. your offense on, on split, if you have two sentinels, is going to be rough, so you have to roll them on defense. And my point is that, you know, half of your offense is getting onto site, half of it is post-planned. So okay, you I only I thought have to I, yeah. find a way to work the first half of offense to be able to have your sentinels then have that value.
0: Okay, I thought I was dreaming for a second. You were agreeing with me on something, but now that we've cleared the air on that regard, <laughs> um,
2: no, no, I'm disagreeing with you slightly, yeah, slightly. Yeah, sure, not sure, as much sure. as usual. So at any rate, I'm saying I don't different.
0: think I don't think having chamber sage is necessarily bad. I don't think having like killjoy sage or like killjoy chamber or yeah,
2: I agree with Fuck you. There.
0: I don't like that character. Green but like,
2: throw in character in there. In um I
0: I don't think it's a huge deal like I don't think it's a huge throw to have two Sentinel characters.
2: Sure, sure, I agree with you there.
0: Might be a bit of a throw to have two smokes. I don't really know. Depends
2: well, on the map. There's some play teams running it, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess a Viper is one of them.
2: Yeah, Viper yeah. Astra is a, is a comp run on a couple yeah. of different maps in the pro play recently.
3: Alright, I think in general, we
1: we need to have something to incentivize controllers.
0: Yeah, I, I obviously being the one who is leading the discussion here and choosing topics, I 100% agree
2: with Chase here. Yeah, can I say I one did. last thing on that, actually? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that Viper is in a really good place, because I've actually seen her go from rarely picked to very often picked on the maps which, in which she is good at my ELO. And I'm not talking about just me playing Viper, but I see Viper picked a healthy amount of time because she is pretty fun to play with all her different options she has for controlling a site. And also she's hot, which helps as well. Uh, whether no, or not we're gonna that changes, to disagree
0: on that one. Whether but... or not
2: that changes with her mask on or off is up for dispute. You know, <laughs> Alex, who's been on this podcast before, thinks when she takes off the mask when you select her, it ruins her attractiveness. Personally, oh, I well, okay, I guess you. Agree if that, with that was also personally, Alex's
0: opinion, I very much agree with that statement.
2: Personally, but... I disagree. You know, she's got very sharp features, but <laughs> that's not a negative for me. <laughs> anyway, uh, y- y- the 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 point is that I think Viper is in a really healthy spot. Astra, obviously is a is a can of worms. I won't get into, but she's good at the pro meta. Not going to see play unless they really change up her kit uh, at our level. But I think Brim and Omen. You know, Brim's held back by his Stim Beacon, and Omen is held back by his Alt and his yeah. teleport being very situationally useful. Sorry, situationally useful. And that's a thing where I think if you change around those elements of Brim and Omen, I think you could see their pick rate shoot up a good bit at our levels, and I think that's the place to start before we do anything too drastic with ELO. I just wanted to say that before we close this out.
0: All right. Um, right. I'm going to call for an intermission here, so i got to go take a piss.
2: I'm good with but, that. But uh,
0: well. cool. when we reconvene, we're going to be talking about, uh, about Neon, and. So oh,
2: the other baby.
0: changes that recently just happened.
2: I'm really excited.
0: So, there's a new character out. Um, I know, I know, Hunter and I had PBE access. Jason, I know you have not. I applied. Uh, okay, but um, so I'm I guess the real question here is: Have I any of you guys it. played Neon in a game that is not Replication?
1: I've not played Neon at all even okay. in, like, Replication is not even in the game right now, right? It was Snowball. Uh, replication was in rec- re- ugh, English. Replication was in the PBE because the
0: last PBE, when Chamber came out, had a huge problem where obviously everybody's trying to insta-lock Chamber and then people right. would just dodge if they didn't get Chamber. Um So they put in a Replication mode so everybody could just
1: pick Neon and play Neon. Well, so no, I've not played Neon because I was not in the PVE. Yeah, and I was wondering if you'd borrowed... Escalation. Yeah, I was
0: wondering if you'd borrowed one of our accounts.
2: Uh- hey Chase, were you the mysterious person who changed my gun model, my gun holding settings to left hand for some reason?
1: No, that was not me. I, I didn't think it was. but okay. it's, <laughs> I was very
2: spooked when I logged into my main, like not even PVE, just my normal main, and for some reason, my sensitivity and... Like gun holding were switched. I don't. I think it was just a bug, but it was very spooky. Yeah, it's weird. But anyway, to answer your question, Cass, I only played Neon in replication the PBE. That being said, I have played at least one comp game against uh, Neon in this new act, not with a Neon on my team, but against Neon.
1: Okay. Yeah, I've I've had a few games with a Neon on my team and with a Neon on, on the opposite team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I'd, I'd say that what you stated earlier with the neon being dog shit every time you've seen them. I have not seen that entirely. I have seen a lot of people be like, how do I use my abilities? And everybody else on our team literally has to tell them, like, this is what your ult does. Like, why the <laughs> fuck did you lock this character instantly? That's if great. you don't know how to play it, we're in comp right now. um, Which I think is stupid. And I think that's where a lot of people are right now. of Like, why you might be seeing a bunch of dog shit neons, but that's when any new character is released. Uh, but I've also seen a, I, a couple of really good ones. Like I, have I, one I saw one. I, I saw
0: one really good neon, but I think they were probably just carried by gun skill, um, which could be said about pretty much any agent.
1: Like, I've seen a couple really cool plays. Like when I was spectating the neon on my mm-hmm. team, I've seen a couple like really nice slides um, to like get out of the the way of someone and like get into cover. Mm-hmm. And then, like a repeat or a quick rotate, something like that, you know.
3: Somebody on Reddit um,
0: posted a video. I might have shown this to Hunter. I don't know if I did. I definitely showed it to Alex um, when we we're just fucking around in Discord one night. But uh, they they posted a bunch of like cool stuff you can do with neon, and there's a couple really disgusting plays you can pull off on Icebox A site because your increased movement speed allows you to bunny hop from like server to four ten to like belt or pipes, whichever one you want to go for. I'm going to
2: sound ignorant, but I don't know. Server
0: server is the place that I opt from as either jet and or chamber. It's all the the way down side. uh, Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. 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 Uh, So on defense, you can, you can bunny hop. Well, first of all, you can bunny hop from nest to, Server and then from server bunny hop onto four ten, and then either go on to belt or pipes That's um, cool. along with your you know your concuss that you toss out uh I've seen some pretty disgusting plays that one could execute uh, her alt is also fucking
3: ridiculous it's a ton of fun um and actually pretty good, but Outside of that, I don't think Neon's all that great.
2: Yeah, I think her double wall is kind of weak.
1: Yeah, the wall is definitely weak. I think I think that's probably the weakest part of her kit. Um, I feel like I'm tempted to say the concuss, but I feel like people just don't know how to use it yet. I think there's going to be some pretty disgusting lineups to concuss mm-hmm. multiple angles and clear them. Um, but you just need to know those. I think it's interesting, one, for a duelist to have lineups that they might need to know. Um, that <laughs> adds... What, like for... Oh, for Boombot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was th- thinking that that adds another thing that a lot of duelists don't have to learn, but yeah, you're right, the duelists, uh the Boombot on Raze uh, is the same kind of way. But I, I think that the Concuss can be really good. It moves so fast, like what is it, Charge Level 3 Sova Shock Dart? Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's the same projectile motion as Charge Roller 3. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a lot. And then, I don't know, her running is cool. We <laughs> talked about, when we were talking about um, what agents we wanted to put into the game or new abilities that we wanted, mm-hmm. We a lot of them um, revolved around mobility. And multiple of us talked about how somebody should be able to move faster in yeah. some way. Which she can. And so Um, I I think that Riot is definitely listening to our podcast and actively taking notes. And I (laughs) I think that I've heard from the grapevine that Kyle will be introduced in 4.02. Oh, let's go. Yeah, it's going to be just, you know, a sneaky launch of another agent. But the Kumsok is coming, and uh, be prepared.
2: Oh, boy. That's some, you know, I'm not sure if I'm ready for the Kumsok to be coming actively. (laughs)
3: Um I know. I actually kinda like Neon's wall for isolating gunfights. Um
0: it's like, hey, I'm taking a duel with this guy. the rest of you guys don't get don't get to join in. Uh which is kind of interesting. Um like I've used it for pushing out into mid on ascent on the game that I played. Uh you just kind of throw that wall up towards tree. And it's like, hey, I'm not going to get shot from arches. I'm taking a duel with this person for you right now. It's
1: yeah, but there's so to... many abilities that can also do that, like a smoke. Yeah. yeah, you Right? Know. So I, I feel like it, it's kind of weak because, sure, it can take space. Um, If you're, like, trying to entry site, you put that wall up, your entire team can funnel through there or a couple members. But the problem is that it's almost impossible to peek out of that because then you're basically smoked off from the rest of site and you don't have a lot of sight line on where other people on site might be playing. So Mm -hmm. you're, you could get into the middle of site and then just be completely surrounded. So. Yeah. But uh, other people outside of neon can peek
0: on either side of the wall.
1: Depending on the entrance. Sometimes entrances are too small to do that.
0: I I think the best case I've seen for um, neon's wall is from uh, a lobby split to screens. Her wall travels all the way to screens. Neon can go to screens, basically for free if she wants. And there's enough room on either side for people to go towards sight or go to hell.
3: Or like over by discipline box. Could be interesting, but at
1: what angles are you blocking off there? I guess Neon can get past Elbow, but someone's probably playing screens anyway. Yeah, but you
0: take the duel against the person's screens, and you've got your concusses. Right.
2: Well, the point is, um, if you're not, if you're not like, fast running with your E, then you're not going to get to the end of screens before your wall fades. And uh, if you are fast running to screens, then that person's screens can take the duel with you, and, you know, they're going to expect your concussion. They can wait it out in a corner of screens, and then as soon as your concussion ends, they can peek you. And while you're fast running, sure you can slide and shoot them, but you're not even going to be fully accurate when doing that. Like you don't really have anything to tip the odds in your favor if your team is, you know, splitting between going to site, going to hell, and then it's just you in a 1v1 on the person in screens. You running assuming, fast towards them doesn't actually really help you that much. You're assuming
0: someone's playing screens.
2: Yeah, and people very often do play screens. I don't feel like yeah. that's a big assumption.
0: <laughs> I feel like that's I feel like that's definitely not a, a given. And also screens like your team could also just smack screens off, and then you can take your wall and like go elbow or something.
2: Um, Even if you go elbow, someone can peek you there. My my whole point is that I don't feel like oh fuck, there's a wall, someone's coming to me. I don't feel like that disadvantages me as someone who is on the receiving end of the wall. Oh, I, but I yeah, I, I expect not, a concussion to come as well, and I should dodge that. But I, I'm not that... making the
0: argument that Neon's really good. I don't think she is.
2: You know, what I'm not talking saying, about Neon like, overall, I'm talking about the wall. I think that, I'm arguing that I don't think the wall provides Neon a big advantage when it comes to taking a one-on-one gunfight, that, and that's what you were saying, that's what I'm arguing against. I don't think it does.
0: No, I'm saying it isolates a gunfight.
2: Yeah, sure, but it doesn't provide you an advantage. Like, what's the point of isolating a gunfight if you're not gaining an advantage in that gunfight?
0: Because fuck you, I'm better at aiming.
2: Well, then you're and probably... That is kind of a metaphor. Yeah, that's that's like what. <laughs> like if if you're it, just gonna you know isolate someone and out aim them, then like I, I don't. Okay, think but now that now you can't analogy. get shot
0: in the side of the head. Now nobody from heaven's gonna be able to fucking shoot me while I'm taking this gunfight with uh, the person screens. But then it yes. comes down to what, yes, what I was cocky, also saying. It's a cocky mentality, but also like Chase pointed out, you're playing a duelist. You're supposed yeah, to be but, cocky,
2: but like I pointed out, if you're in your full run animation so don't. like
0: you don't have to you could you if don't you have, want
2: you don't have to but then you're not get, getting the benefit of taking the space so then you're a duelist who's hanging back by orb on split you don't, you don't need to hang jump. back
0: on orb you can push up without your running thing well sure right well lasts long enough for you to just standard run up to screens does it
2: well if you're standard running don't up to me screens, on that
1: with knife out
2: there's, no, there's no, no, no. Like I'm saying running wall, with,
1: like, gun out. With gun no out, running out. I have no, no way. way. No way you can really? get from, from spawn screens. All right, well,
0: I, we, we can test that later.
3: Um. I, I think the wall
0: might
1: last long enough for that to happen. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of short, but, like, I'm not saying it's a terrible ability. It's kind of cool, because there's two of them, and it, like, mm-hmm. has a very, like, the whole channel aspect of it. Like I totally get what you're saying with isolating a gunfight. It is useful because, you know, taking a one on one is much better than taking a one on three. Yeah. So absolutely it's it's useful for that for isolating. Um and for for taking space if you are able to run up, maybe no one's playing screens, you're able to run up with your uh with your fast run, uh sliding screens like the sliding into home screens base. Anymore.
3: Anyone table? with an op?
0: Dude, you guys ready just, for? A, I, I play with an op. I don't play screens. That should get smoked immediately.
2: You guys ready for a scorching hot take? This one's yeah. coming in hot. I tell you what, this is like uh, the sun of the solar system. This is right this out, is out of the of furnace. Yeah, yeah. I think the uh, double wall from Neon is the exact same tier of ability uh, as Brimstone Beacon. I think and it is. Where, does, that where bad. does
0: Yoru's footsteps rank oh. amongst that?
2: Um, I think Yoru's footsteps it, it's tough to say. The reason why I equate it with Brim's Beacon is because Brim's Stim Beacon can actually be really useful in some cases, but the problem is it doesn't convi- it doesn't provide consistent benefit.
0: It also Whereas, can fuck your team over.
2: Exactly, right, right. And I, I argue that Neon's double wall could do the exact same thing. Yeah, probably. It I think just... it's
0: an apt I think it's an apt comparison.
2: Thanks. Well, thanks.
0: I think Neon's what? Wall probably has more utility than Brim's Steam Beacon.
2: If I had... Is... Sorry, go ahead, go
3: ahead. Okay, I'm saying if I had Neon's Wall,
0: I'd probably use it in a round for something. Whereas Brim's Steam Beacon, if I have one, I'm probably not using it for jack shit.
1: Yeah, I'd say it's a tier above, because you could think of it as a long Phoenix Wall, too. Right? So you could just not use the middle of it just put it off to the side a little bit so that it goes up and you actually just go on on, like, the far side.
0: Also, I'm thinking of it kind of similar to, like, how, like, jet smokes can be used in sometimes. Like,
3: oh, I'm stuck in this corner. I'm gonna smoke off the angle and get out of here. Neon Mm -hmm.
0: can throw her wall up and be like, okay, I'm out. Like, you get trapped in a cubby somewhere. And, like, they know you're there, and they're just holding you down with gunfire. It's like, I need to get out. You can toss her wall and get out. Now, with Brim Stim beacon beacon. one's able
2: to peek either at the top or the bottom of it. Whereas if you compare that to, like, a Phoenix wall where you could curve it so it actually blocks off the path you want to go.
0: No, I'm saying you would, like...
2: Like, what you're assuming in that scenario, Cass, is that people can only see, like, at the horizontal part of the wall. In which case, yeah, it is useful. Yeah. Like, the Brim Stim beacon situationally useful. But if you're in, like, a 3v1, for example, and you want to retrieve the spike, like, it's not going to help you that much because someone can peek it from the top or the bottom of the wall, and there you are. Well, you're, at the, the you're at the
0: bottom. Uh, by top and bottom, I'm assuming you mean when you toss that corridor up, you're currently standing at the bottom, and the top would be the you're other right. side in the exactly. middle. Yeah. yeah, okay, sure, but, like, like uh, the example I was thinking of uh, because there's chamber I sometimes get stuck there, because that's where I place one of my TP anchors, is um, cubby on B-site bind next to the Rep. tube thing, right? Like, you yep, can toss yep. your wall across in the general direction of tube or, like, back site somewhere and get yourself out of that cubby.
2: Yeah, and that's, f- then, and that's all fun and games until someone pushes through Someone right when you throw your wall, they're pushing sight and they push through. You know, both they either take that fight in the middle with you after taking minimal damage from the wall, or they push through both parts of the wall and they're now behind you and you have no vision. You don't,
0: you don't have to be in the middle of your wall. You can throw your wall up and be on one, like either the left or the right side of it. Well, yeah, sure. That's
2: what I would say. Then they give you then it can use three, three separate,
1: like a long phoenix wall.
2: Yeah, but the point is that then gives the, the attackers three separate angles to peek. First, they go up, to, they're right at the wall when you throw it up in this scenario. They see, okay, you're not on our side of the wall as an attacker. Then they go in the middle of the wall, they peek, they see you're not there. Now they know that you're on the other side of the wall, and they're taking very minimal damage each time to cross that wall. That's okay, net, same with a Phoenix wall,
1: pieces. it takes it the same amount.
2: Yeah, and, so, I, and you know, I think that a phoenix wall is better because it heals it heals you as phoenix. I, I think you you're misinterpreting
0: what I'm saying here. I'm saying mm-hmm. it works the exact same way as me dropping a jet smoke on the ground to block offline line of sight so I can fuck off because I'm yeah. stuck in the lobby.
1: Yeah, pretty much the it same, same as a jet
0: smoke. The exact same thing yeah. is, just, is I throw it up and I'm like, okay, cool, I'm out of here.
2: But well, the difference jet is you fight. have a movement ability to combine with that jet smoke sure, that what's, actually what's gets you out of already used your dash.
0: Like it does the same thing. Like if I'm stuck in a cubby as jet, yeah. and either I've used my dash or I don't want to burn my dash, I just drop a smoke and that blocks off line of sight.
2: Yeah. Then the other, the other because yeah, you could just jet that, dash
1: out without a without a smoke. Yeah. Too.
2: True. True. But like the other comp- th- that is a good point. But like the other component to this is that the jet smoke completely blocks off sight in one particular area and unless you go into your jet smoke and someone else enters the jet smoke, then like, yeah, that area, that, that area is blocked off. Whereas with the neon wall, someone only has to take minimal damage to go through the first part. Then they have, you know, full view of the middle and then they can cross through the other side and they have full view of the other side. That's the same with the jet smoke. Except Except there's 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 damage. Yeah. (laughs) The, the The big difference is that with the, with the neon double wall, In the vast majority of cases, there is a tremendous amount of area in between the double neon wall where the other person can, you know, be somewhat safe as they're in that middle of the double wall as they're looking to see where you are. Whereas in the jet mode, what are they going to push through my wall? They
0: can't see through it. Are they going to push through that wall?
2: Because then it's just like they're pushing through. We're just
0: making the argument how the wall sucks because if you're neon, you have to push through your wall to take gunfights, which is inherently disadvantageous. They're not gonna push through my wall.
2: Well the thing is the thing is you're 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 putting a scenario where the neon is trapped and needs to get out. So people are assuming people would assume in that case the, the wall is there for you to reposition. So that's where the advantage comes for the attackers. Because the thing is in a, inside of a jet smoke, there's a very limited area. So if someone is in the jet smoke if you're in a jet smoke, you know someone's gonna come through roughly half of the smoke because they're not gonna come from behind you. So if you play inside of a jet smoke and someone pushes into the smoke, you have the advantage. If you're inside of a double neon wall and someone pushes into it, there are almost infinite angles where they could be pushing into that from even along like just, you know, one of the two walls. So that means that you can't pre-aim or be anywhere near to where they're going to be with their crosshair when they step through that wall. And they have an idea of they can check that middle, you're not there, or you are there, and they kill you, and then they go through, and all of a sudden, they've just taken very no, slight damage. Hunter, you're, not, you're... Neither
1: of us have, have said that we we're playing yeah. inside of the wall.
2: I know, but my, my, my point is no. that... Okay, let me see if I can rephrase this in a more clear way. With the Phoenix I don't understand wall,
1: how this is... This is better than a jet smoke. Like, all right, like, no. you're either fucking high as shit right now, or you're misinterpreting <laughs> what we're this talking about. This is absolutely better than a jet smoke for repositioning if you're stuck somewhere.
2: No, absolutely not. Absolutely Way fucking it is. better.
1: It, cl- it could cover an entire site.
2: It can cover wonder, an entire site. Also, also you're, you're, you're,
0: your thing with assuming that they're going to be pushing through the first level of the wall and then pushing and clearing the middle and then pushing through the other side assumes that they're fucking on top of my
1: dick by the time I throw it.
2: Okay, sure.
1: And also, they're not pushing through the first level because they're can, they're pushing through a wall that's opening themselves up to your crosshair.
2: Like, all right. My, my point is that you don't know where they're going to come through the wall. So it does... It, you I'm can't saying it doesn't matter! ...along an entire wall.
0: Okay, Hunter, you're stuck. seawong Wong Cubby, right? Your okay, okay, team okay. tried to hold push up, Cass, C- hold
2: up, Cass. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold yeah. Up. I, I admit... That, yes, you, just to be very clear, I admit that if you're on Bind, on the, on the site with the tunnel, yeah. B site, I guess, um, and you throw up your wall as soon as you see people in garden while you're in cubby, it can help you get out, like a jet smoke can. Like, just to be clear, I'm not debating that specifically, but jet smokes are arguably the weakest part of her entire kit, and that's, that's you know, obviously jet is very good, so that's not saying much. But my point is that um, a jet smoke is also useful if people are up close, whereas I don't see the neon wall being useful if people are up close. My, my whole point with this is not that the, the neon wall is bad in every scenario. The point is that it is so situationally useful that it's not very good. Because you, no, could, also say, you, could, just, you could also just ask a smoker on your team, it, like, it, hey, okay. open okay. You smoke it, smoke me it's... off hubby so I could get out. And that does Hunter, the same having, thing regardless of what utility okay. you have. Already.
0: Having played Neon in a comp game, her wall is not situationally useful. If you have her wall, you would use it every single
1: round that you have it, and you purchased it.
2: I've played Phoenix, who who also has a wall.
1: Yes. Her wall right. is better than Phoenix's Her wall is definitely better than Phoenix's. Her and wall has more then, utility than Phoenix's.
2: You mentioned, where you're trying to get out of cubby, it makes no difference whether you use a Phoenix or a Neon wall.
0: You're right. That was just a scenario. I'm yeah,
3: saying. Yeah, and, and
2: I was arguing for why, if the enemies are closer, you'd be much better off with a Phoenix wall than with no. the Neon wall. No, no, no. No! no. You absolutely, absolutely would. Absolutely not. not. Yeah, you absolutely, absolutely not. Would.
1: No, because the Phoenix wall is so fucking short that it's not going to cover off a, a large angle. But it you can, can cover, cover all off the that, way across entire that exact
2: site. scenario we were discussing. And in a longer scenario, you're. Me Isolating if I'm a wrong. single wall where you don't like, have Phoenix's an advantage. wall
0: doesn't go through shit.
2: If you curve it, it does though. The Phoenix wall can curve. You can stand in cubby it and you can go throw it with a curve so that it goes around tube. Or you could just throw it so it goes straight into tube and it doesn't matter. But either way, you could also curve it so it goes around. Right. And, and you know what? In, you that exact,
0: in that exact context that we're talking about, I think a Phoenix wall is just as good as the Neon wall is. I think at a that angle, it gets you out of dodge. But that's right. not the point. The point here is, having played both Phoenix and Neon in comp games, I would use Neon's wall every single round.
2: Yeah, you've played one comp game as Neon.
0: I don't, I don't know that you're speaking
2: from Neon. authority here, Mister Cass.
0: You played I've two, played two more comp games than either of you two have.
2: Oh boy, <laughs> that's huge! Right, mm-hmm. they, so I, I, I could show you some nasty Yoru outplays from the my first, you know, the first day of sure, the act when I, I unlocked Yoru. It doesn't mean Yoru a is a good agent
0: on Neon. I'm not saying Neon's a good agent.
2: No, I I know, I know, I know. I was over I was overstating there, but I'm just saying that. Oh yes, you use the Neon wall every every chance you can get, every single round. Yeah, from your two comp games of experience after she dropped, and people don't know how to counter it. I don't think that's a. I oh don't no, think no people know how to counter it. it. Makes a lot of sense. What?
0: Fuck, I was dog shit as Neon. No, no, people <laughs> know how to counter it. No. <laughs> well, it be, okay, talking <laughs> right, about like right. how Neon actually performs, and getting away from her exact u- like utility stuff here. Anything you want to do is Neon, I think, at least currently, is super fucking telegraphed. Which, yeah. in theory, would be fine if I could get my concussions to land where I would want them to. But, oftentimes, geometry's hard. I don't play Sova. I'm not used to, like, okay, 30 degrees, angle of infraction, equals angle of refraction, trying to figure out where my shit's gonna go. Well, you play um, pool, so it should
1: be the same thing, right?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, but, like, I don't do it in-game. Um, and also pool rails don't quite work like that, but um, I can't put spin on my on my thing when I send it out. I can't no, put, okay. like, a left English on it. Now, if that I could put, really like, a left English right, on right. it, that'd be primo. Um, okay, at any rate. I have had so many times where I'm trying to push up, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to concuss this, I'm going to throw my wall up, I'm gonna slide in. I'm gonna take the gunfight on the concussed person, and the person's just hanging out outside my concuss area. And I slide in, all gung ho. They just look at me and fucking one tap me. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it, it, it's so telegraphed. Everything that you're gonna do, you throw your wall up. It's telegraphed. You concuss something that you want to peek. It's telegraphed. Um, and if you don't, if you hit the concuss. It's totally fine if it's telegraphed, because you hit your concuss. Um, But a lot of the times, and now maybe this is just because I haven't played a ton of Neon, I don't know the exact lineups, um, but oftentimes somebody's just standing outside my concuss, or is sitting in spawn like a weenie, just waiting for me to push
3: up. Um, And then they know exactly where I'm coming
0: from.
1: Well, I think that you're, you're concussed, you're just using it wrong. You shouldn't be concussing and then sliding through it to try to get that kill into an open area, right? You should be using that concuss to clear out either a small cubby where your concuss is going to fill the entire thing, and then you can peek that cubby um, and clear that, or you're using it to push somebody off an angle where you are concussing the open part of the angle, which makes them back up. And then you are able to access a different part of site without that sightline line being an issue.
3: Ah, that's some breach shit right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is how concusses should be used because, like that, like that's what's going to be useful with it. You can't concuss and then slide past it because they could have backed up, just as you're saying. No, 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 no. I'm saying
0: that can like the concuss. All right, basically what I'm talking about is like, uh. I think both games ended up playing on Fracture. But, like, on the defensive half, I was trying to push up and take take aggressive fights. Um, and so, like, B main, for example, right? Like, I'd throw my concuss right where the wall would be on B main. Yeah. And you know how you get, like, the bounce, So, like, mm-hmm. I get a good amount of area right in that area. Um, And then I'm pushing up. And, like, I can throw my wall up if I want or just outright take the gunfight, but the problem is what would happen a lot is somebody on their team would just literally be sitting in spawn and just waiting for that and my concuss doesn't go to spawn I'm concussing the entrance to be
1: main. Yeah, you're doing the wrong thing with your concuss what your concuss does there, if you're going to throw it in that exact same situation, what it should do is just slow down their push by half a second while they wait for your concuss to be done Well, then don't use your concuss to to do that. Your concuss is supposed to force people off of angles, not to blind them like a flash. Play a duelist with a flash.
2: Chase is is pointing out exactly what I wanted to get to in this discussion, which is that Neon is the first duelist to have a concussion ability and the third duelist to not have a flash of any sort. So that means she has to compete with Jet and Raze rather than Yoru, Phoenix, or Reyna. Uh, in mm-hmm. terms of what she can do. And that's why there's this dissonance between Cass thinking like a duelist and Chase thinking like an initiator, because, you know, initiators and Astra, if you want to throw in a controller, but to a lesser extent use concussions and duelists traditionally, and some initiators use flashes. What do you guys think about that?
0: Well, uh, she was originally meant to be an initiator. Um, someone dug into the code of the game and figured out, the same way Sky scouts out, like, flashed or what does she say when she flashes oh,
3: someone? I, did. I did yeah
0: okay that she used yeah. to have a voice line for like concussed them the exact same way sky's flashes work when you blind somebody hmm. and then they took that out um so the current running theory is she was meant to be an initiator and then she was made into a duelist instead
2: Yes, they do say there. She does say they're concussed when she sees an enemy, and then the sky dog pops on them. Yeah, okay. She does that currently.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, no, that's sky.
2: That yeah, sky does that right.
0: Yeah, I'm saying oh, neon. You're saying neon does. That. Yeah, neon.
2: Oh, was, oh. Neon was yeah.
0: originally, according to some data miner, has uh, had code that would tell you if you concuss somebody. Which she
3: obviously no longer has.
1: Yeah, I mean that was that would line up with the leaks that originally came out that everybody said the next agent will be an initiator and then huh. ended up being a duelist. Um, but then I feel like they made her into a duelist because they wanted to somewhat tamp down on the jet meta, which I don't believe this is actually doing. No, not at I all. Agree. You play jet because jet has a get out of jail free card. Yeah, which, like, Neon
0: is one of two agents in the game that can reliably opt.
2: Yeah, or, you know, a get-into-jail-free into jail, uh, into jail free card with the ability to smoke and dash on the sites.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, I have seen, and this is specifically a low-elo strat, um, I've seen a Neon in a cubby where they were fucked, right? They were trapped in the cubby, you know, they don't have their wall or whatever to get out of there to do anything with it. And so every there were, like, multiple people holding the angle on this cubby. And what this Neon did was pop her go-fast ability and just run out. <laughs> and it <laughs> worked. Dude, uh, a Neon running horizontally
0: across your screen is hard as fuck to hit.
1: Yeah, it's fast as fuck. So, like, obviously at the highest elo, you're going to have someone that can flick that and, and get the right timing on it.
0: I've seen a bunch of clips of people playing Neon in like from, like, pro players and, like, radiant streamers and stuff. It's People are like, oh, like, th-
1: this is a low elo thing.
0: Like, it's not.
1: Well, okay, but well, here's once here's you know thing. that it's a Neon and you, you're going to learn where that head is going to be, like, where's your crosshair supposed to be to if they peak that at full speed.
2: Yeah, once again, I bring back the example of people posting crazy Yoru TP outplay clips in his first week of being an agent. That, like, yeah, it was super spooky for a while, and then people got used to it. That, like, Mm. right now, people are used to the, the movement speed of with gun out and then with knife out, particularly with Phantom Vandal out or with knife out. So Neon being able to flip the script and move, you know, so fast is really surprising right now. But when you ex- when you get to expect it, once people get used to it, I don't think it will be as effective, mm. even now, at low lows.
0: The other thing is, people are calling for uh, a nerf to her alt, which
2: premature. I don't think
0: premature. needs to be done. Oh yeah, I think that's very premature. And premature. Yeah. Alt, totally fun. Her alt's a lot of fucking fun. I like, haven't been able to use it yet, obviously, but it looks cool. Genuinely speaking, her alt is so much fucking fun. Um. It's actually pretty good, and, like, the thing is, you're really fucking hard to hit. Now, part of the problem is, you might get a little cocky, like I did when I was using it, and if you peek into three people, you're dead. Yeah. Um. But so long as you can get one-on-ones, you got a very fucking good shot.
1: You do, Um, because because it fires quickly, it does the same damage everywhere. So you just need to be contacting them, and, and you'll kill them. Um, And you're
0: perfectly accurate while moving.
1: Yes. However, something that uh, I was listening to the Platt Chat episode where they were talking about Neon earlier today Mm -hmm. um, and something they brought up was that you with Chamber and Jet both the two people that have like, you know, abilities that are similar, you know, economy saving bolts. um, You can peek and get a kill. You can what? You can you can like jiggle peek and get a kill, or peek yeah. and get a kill quickly. That's not something you're able to do as Neon. You need to have exactly. line of sight and visual on them for a good amount the of, of yeah, like
0: half a second or half whatever a second or
1: something. So sure. you can't be jiggle peeking an angle and then get that head tap like you can with a like uh with a chamber or a jet. No, but you can jiggle peek that angle
0: like five times and get a kill.
1: No, but they're I've going not. to fall off that angle. Right. You're going to do some damage, but you won't get the kill where you can get a body or you can get any shot on chamber or you can get a head mm-hmm. shot on a jet knife. And it does the same thing. Then you can it kills them immediately um, and just while you're jiggle peeking, peeking and then you're out of dodge. Well, Neon specifically requires you to have that line of sight and then open yourself up to other angles at the same time. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I, really I, I, what Chase I said that, like, it, from playing against Neons, that Neon, when she's using her super speed ability, whether that's in her all or in her just standard E ability, is very loud as well. So if she's pushing you, so if like Jay said, you know, Neon's been jiggle peeking you and you know tags you up once and you fall off, and then she pushes you, like, yeah, the pre aiming and the killing her is going to be a little more difficult, but you hear her stomp, stomp, stomping up to you. So, there's no element of surprise there that if you start, you can still learn to pre-fire that.
0: Yeah, but you can also, like, pair that with your concusses. And I was thinking more, like, on the defensive side. Like, if they're pushing into the site I'm holding, I can, like, jiggle peek the angle and just continuously do... It does 22 damage a tick. So, like, maybe get a tick or two every time I jiggle peek that. And just, like, continuously, like, do chip damage every time I jiggle peek that. Yeah. Um.
1: However, your probably, ult runs out. You're on a time limit before you get another kill, right? Yeah. It resets when you get a kill, and so you're incentivized to push into that and get try to get a kill, right? Yeah, but or else you, you're you all run out. You've got a good amount of time. You're not trying to do chip damage. Yeah. No, but, then but, they just,
2: like, but then they, they flash like, you off the yeah. angle, and then you're all and then you you know you're at their or they rotate. And, uh, and, sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: You can get
0: you can get ko knifed, and then you're all is fucking done too if you're raised and you get ko knife well, no off.
2: ko knife is, is a, it's a much more is a much more like specific scenario because you yeah. have to be playing ko have your knife and hit someone who can move very fast there are a lot of people who can flash so there, there's a big difference between oh you can get nerfed with the ko knife versus you know one of many characters can flash you and then they can push on the site and overwhelm you like that's a that's a big difference
0: I, if you're jiggle peeking angles, I feel like you're less likely to get flashed off than you are if you're just hard-holding the angle, which, like, you probably shouldn't be doing as
2: Neon. I think, I think you're only talking about, like, a Phoenix flash. Like, any other flash, you can send it in a direction where, you know, you can flash something that's not immediately around the corner. Again. And in that case, you can see where Neon is, flash her, and then if you've got multiple people running her down, like, you're gonna be able to out-DPS her with multiple people, assuming you're attacking and you're pushing sight fairly quickly, then, you know, you, you, can, you can gun her down if you have a lot of bullets going in her direction before she can get a kill. And even if she does get a kill, uh, the big point that Chase was bringing up is, unlike Reina, unlike Jet, unlike Chamber, she doesn't have any way to escape uh, free once she gets
3: that kill. Now, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to make the argument she's
0: a good character.
1: Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yep. Uh um, I think I think she'd be fun. Like I w- I definitely want to try her out when I yeah. unlock her.
0: Her her like I I will say I think her ult's really fun. Uh the rest of her kit, eh. Um I'm not a
3: really big fan of the slide.
0: I don't know. I haven't played against a Neon yet. I have only been the Neon and or had a Neon on my team.
2: Interesting. So I haven't have played... You would
0: oh, actually, you know what? Take that back. I have played against a Neon before.
1: I've played I, against a few Neons, and I don't remember the slide being a huge deal. Yeah. But also, I wasn't in a lot of engagements with them. So, like right. I said, I've seen the slide be used very well. So I I just haven't had it used that well against me.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I have been in a scenario that we're talking about, though, where, like, I was opping Tree. The Neon tree and got the cubby and i was holding the angle with an op and she just in her e bunny hopped back towards tree and like i couldn't hit that it was fast as fuck yeah um like i don't i i have i i feel like neon's increased movement speed can actually get you out of a lot of situations which you think they probably should have died in um and maybe that's just a recency thing because it's well, new cast, and people aren't accustomed to it.
2: But. I don't think it's just recency. I remember that you specifically saying that, oh, you only use precision guns because you know, precision gun play is the way to go. I guarantee <laughs> you if you put a pre nerf Ares ADSing on a neon as she's running back, yeah, you get that kill.
0: <laughs> you might land a shot or two. You're not Many doing hundred and fifty damage.
2: Well okay. Bring out the Odin. My point my point is that my, my I don't whole think point the Odin's doing 150 you're... damage either. My whole point is that your specific uh, play style that you believe should be forced yeah. on other players as well <laughs> is particularly bad at countering a, a speedy character like Neon versus someone who specializes in raining bullets uh, down mm-hmm. on someone.
3: I'm definitely. I,
0: I, I wonder, that'd be an interesting thing if Tracker GG showed uh, bullets fired.
2: <laughs> it would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I wonder I'd assume I probably have the fewest number of bullets fired because I often play with an op.
2: And a marshal as well. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh but I wonder how drastically different that number would be. I mean
1: playing with a phantom and a spectre, I often just, you know, spam a clip through smoke. So
0: Oh I well yeah, when I do have a rifle in my hand, I will absolutely I'll I'll fucking unroad like what do you get four clips? I'll unload three clips through a smoke and then realize, ah, oh, shit, I'm down to 30 ammo. Yeah. Yep. Um, and have to play more conservatively for the rest of the round or pick up a gun somewhere. Um, but I'd I'd be curious to see. Because that being said, I have looked at my tracker GG stats for the first, what, call it seven games I've played this act on my main. Um, my headshot numbers are pretty good on non operator. Like way higher than I think they will be once uh you know sample size goes up. Yeah. Um but I'm currently sitting at a 30% headshot rate on both the Phantom and the Vandal. Oh maybe. Which which I think is deceptive or which I think is uh is just high and has not had time for um you know sample size to kick in yet for. Mm-hmm.
3: Um but, okay, so there there are a couple gun balance changes we
0: need to talk about. Obviously, we've really covered the Ares. Uh,
1: assuming nobody has any closing thoughts on Neon here. No, i say if we've got another topic, uh, that is it necessary to talk about today? Oh,
0: I mean, we're just kind of going over the rest of the gun balance patches, besides the Aries which we already covered.
2: Yeah, let's breeze yeah, through I it. Could... Okay, I was going to say, um, yeah, okay, go ahead.
0: I, I was also going to mention that there is a disappointing lack of other character balance that came out with this patch.
1: Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of shit that's been promised that is not in the game yet. Yeah. Like, where the fuck is the Yoru buff? And where are the controller changes? Mm-hmm. And where oh, is I, the jet I kind of about.
2: I kind of forgot about the uh, Yoru buff not being in the game. It's not like I, you know, was excited for weeks to see the Yoru <laughs> buff and, you know, actually start grinding solo queue again. Certainly not like that happened.
1: Yeah, like, okay. what the fuck? Where is any of that shit? Yeah. yeah. Speaking about jet, um, I I know i brought this up
0: off podcast, to at least Hunter. I don't know if I've mentioned this to you, Chase, but um, I heard a really good potential jet nerf the other day. And okay. I haven't seen other people talking about this at all. And the caveat is that
3: to dash, you must be airborne.
0: Therefore, it makes no difference on her ability to attack because just pressing spacebar or uh, whatever key you use to jump is not a big deal before you dash into sight. And by the time you dash into sight, you're on the ground again. Um, so you can still smoke and dash. I don't think that's the problem anybody has with Jet. The problem people have with Jet is the fact that she can hold stupidly aggressive off angles. And then just immediately dash out after either whipping or getting a kill. Um, and so what this would make you do is after you shoot, you would have to jump and then dash.
1: So it adds a key press.
0: Yeah, it it adds a key press and adds a, a slight delay to I don't know how many frames it is for your character to jump.
2: You're Right. But, but one, Cass, one uh, modification to this idea that I thought of since we talked about it is instead of just you have to have pressed the spacebar key first because at the higher levels, people are going to get very used to that. And just, you know, the difference between pressing one key and pressing two keys is going to be very minimal. What if you, you have to be a certain amount in the air before you dash? And that amount in the air is still like maybe like half of a full one space bar jump, not that you'd have to use an updraft or anything, so that there's actually basically a, a bit of time associated with it.
3: I, I that think that's
2: too long. Or I, maybe not half up. I'm, I'm, I'm not married to the idea of being half a, a full jump. But like, I, I think there's the there's fact that should, should be a couple of Rather than I, just, I just yeah. stand, space and yeah, E like, back to back, because that's not really significant. I, because like, how many people, even at the pro level, are going to be able to headshot a jet who's jumping right as she starts to jump before she dashes to the to the right. And then, like, yeah, how much more time I, like, is that adding? Okay, Not I, really I guess, a significant
0: like, I, I think the problem that, like, a lot of people have with the jet on defense is if you double or triple peek her, it doesn't matter. And right. with this, just having to press space first to jump, I think does give you that extra split second to damage her. Like I think that's a, like now I understand what you're saying. There needs to be like a minimum height threshold off the ground.
1: Um, it would just be a frame threshold, basically, of like how long is the delay between?
0: Yeah, like jump I, I don't and know. Dash. Yeah, I, like I, don't, and I don't know if there's, like, are you airborne frame one that I press space?
1: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would have to be balanced. So yeah,
0: yeah. like uh, like whatever whatever they come up with, they'd have to reach a a certain you know, time frame because what right, is it? Right. If I I believe if Reyna has E bound to left click
3: frame 4 you can dismiss after a kill.
0: I believe is
1: what it is. Yeah, it's the same with chamber, right? Frame 4.
0: Um... Yeah, I think so. I die so fucking much as chamber when I hit my TP though. Like that's
1: right. that, that's, I was thinking about that today because I I see you die a lot when you like the animation happens from your teleport. Yeah, I'm like I don't know what that is because is it like is it ping difference or like your computer acting faster than what's actually happened in the game? I, I don't or know what what's the problem because I don't see Reina's dying like that. That is. It is frustrating as hell. Um, when they say that it's the same as a Reyna dismiss, why don't I see Reynas dying when they try well, to dismiss? You you probably see Reyna's dying before they become invulnerable. And just
0: you don't see that because they're not invulnerable yet.
2: Yeah, I think but I would be is, watching. I think I, a big difference is that chambers often take a shot and then immediately try to dismiss. Sorry, try to teleport, whereas Reyna's have to con like realistically have to confirm the kill before they dismiss. Not many Reyna's actually have dismissed bound to their left click,
0: yeah, because that'd be on average
3: a disadvantage because you couldn't right. ever heal. Um, I don't know, Chase, is your are you frozen there, yeah. Chase is frozen in a very meditative <laughs> position. I love it. We got, we, got, we got to take a screenshot of this. Back? Yeah, we're good. Can you hear us? Okay, cool.
0: Um, I don't remember our exact train of thought, but I, as I just said to Hunter, I do remember what I was salty as fuck about. That's the fact that I'd fucking die when I'm teleporting its chamber. Which is some absolute bullshit. Like, what's the fucking point of that goddamn ability? If when I hit it, I show up on my screen at the other teleport anchor, but I'm dead.
3: Couldn't tell you, buddy. And
0: I don't, I didn't get that as Jet. When I dashed out as Jet, I almost always got out. It was very, very rare that I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, I I died while I was, like, hitting my dash.
3: I don't know if that's a coding thing i don't know
0: if it's a ping thing but like when i hit that tp i should be fucking out of there
2: i have a theory about this cast mm-hmm. uh you mentioned before on a i believe it was on a podcast previously that um you had read that the way jets dash works is that until her dash is completed her hitbox is actually at the original location
3: Mm-hmm.
2: and so that so the thing is visually if I see a jet dash away the minute she starts to move in her dash and I recognize she's dashing I don't think to shoot at the spot where she originated from and even if I did I don't have a clear bead on where that is. So if I were to shoot that maybe I would get a kill sometimes if you know the ping worked out in that certain way if I hit like if I timed it precisely right. Whereas with Chamber when he's teleporting from a static location It's easy to keep shooting where he is even after, you know, he's starting to teleport. And there, maybe if there's a couple frames where he actually is vulnerable, you get the kill. That's my theory. I don't know if that's correct or not, but that's what I came up with just now. Uh,
0: I I, I know we talked about this on a previous podcast, but, like, one of the first clips I ever clipped of me doing something in Valorant was shooting a jet Um, mid-dash.
3: So maybe your previous theory is wrong. Possible. maybe
0: that maybe that got changed at some point maybe that wasn't originally the case and now her hitbox is where she originated from i don't know i haven't I know. heard of they, that yeah. yeah like this is just something i read in like an offhand comment on reddit somewhere i i have nothing to back that up or confirm whether or not that is the case or anything of the sort
2: yeah what's what's happening client side also can be very different than what's happening server side so it's also theoretically possible, I'd have to see the clip to know, but that in your clip that you clipped, you were inaccurate while moving, and you act, your bullet actually went to where Jet originated from her dash, but the client showed that as you directly hitting Jet in the middle of her dash, and it was just a really cool coincidence. That's possible.
0: Um, I, don't, yeah. I, I do have the clip saved on a hard drive somewhere, so I could go back and find it. Um, is it the same
2: hard drive as your secret cache of Bitcoins and you don't know where it is?
0: No, no, no. That's a
1: different hard drive. Or that's that's a fucking USB stick somewhere. Um, one day, one day you'll find that jet clip.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and the Bitcoin.
1: <laughs> okay, but uh, what, what we're actually talking about here was, um,
0: yeah, I think we said all that really needs to be said about the, the lack of agent changes, which is
1: just kind of upsetting. Yeah, um, I mean, in, in regards to, to gun changes, I think that we could say what we were talking about with the Ares is that it's kind of just too early to tell with a lot of these things. Yeah, I don't know if I've... I think I bought a Spectre once.
2: Since yeah, the new you op- buy it. Sheriffs and Marshals a lot. I don't feel like that's huge for you to not buy a Spectre very much.
0: Yeah. Like, I can't say I've noticed anything different about the Spectre.
1: But, yeah, I mean, there's a couple times where I've been in a long-range fight and I feel like I should have gotten the kill because I'm thinking of the old spectre, and then I, like, see the damage that I've actually done, and it is not what it should be. Well, Quote they unquote, didn't change the damage. I will, profile, I will admit,
2: right? I'm also no, they did not, they did not. I also admit that you know, as a you know, as an avid spectre user myself, I've been very disappointed by the spectre change. Like, I can I can hardly ever get a kill with the spectre now, and that's a huge difference from all the kills I used to be racking up with it.
0: Have you have you bought a spectre at any point in the last act?
2: To be honest,
0: like if I go to your I, tracker I GG, count, is it going to reach zero specter
2: kills? I I think I can count on one hand the number of times I have ever, like since I started playing the game, purchased a specter in competitive. Like wow. I have very occasionally okay. like had a frenzy or a sheriff and picked up a specter and used it to get kills. So on tracker GG, you might see a couple specter kills from a uh, Honda see up and used it. Yeah, yeah. You can look it up right now if you'd like. But like the number of specter kills I have is incredibly low.
0: Okay. Let's oh yeah. Let's look this up. Um, weapons, all axe. Twenty
3: one. Twenty one. Oh twenty
1: one specter kills total.
2: How many times I've been killed by a specter? That that'll give you some context, given how. Eight hundred twenty four. Exactly. That that shows how much. Holy uh,
1: shit!
2: <laughs> yeah, that's sh- that's a good that's good for the viewers to know how much. uh... You, you know, use that number. You you use the Phantom way more than the Vandal. Absolutely, yeah. yeah like, I've, been, I've been trying to learn the Vandal, but I still vastly prefer the Phantom.
3: You have yeah. three thousand five
0: hundred Phantom kills mm-hmm. to six hundred and fifty Vandal kills.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot. That's- a big difference I,
0: i'm surprised that it's that drastically different just given the number of rounds that you win and you pick up a gun off the ground and That's nine out point. of ten times that gun's going to be a vandal
2: nine out of ten i i think you're on crack Cass. i i don't feel like in north america Eight especially out of ten? on east coast servers people buy vandals at a significant rate over phantoms i'd say maybe it's, maybe a little wacky but, I'd say uh, i say it's more than phantom, people, but it's not. I
0: think it's way more than. I think it's significantly more than phantom that you yeah, see West phantom.
2: Coast rules are on crack, is what I say. I think on the <laughs> East Coast, uh, we we prefer phantoms over here.
1: Okay, so the rest of the the gun changes, I think that we can yeah. leave to next episode
3: to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we have a little more. If, a little more how uh, they water uh, in the yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, just
0: what, what else was changed? They changed Bulldog and Guardian. Don't really I give have a no shit. idea
2: what
1: they did to either of those. So, uh,
2: well, the big thing with on. the Guardian is now the second bullet is very close to as accurate as the first, even if you spam, which mm-hmm. is a huge change. Uh, because for myself, you know, if I peek an angle with the Guardian and someone's not exactly where they ex- where I expect they will be, I tend to pre-fire the first shot, and then my second shot is much more accurate. So, I think the Guardian change is significant. Uh, the Bulldog change. We'll see. Uh, I I have thoughts on it, but I'll save it till next episode.
3: Alrighty. Well, I
0: guess that wraps us up here. Um, yeah, make sure
1: to uh check out that subreddit. Is it R slash drunk valorant podcast?
2: Exactly. That's it. And then uh, or just from we'll there, there as well.
1: Yeah, yep. join the Discord. Please, we'll see you there. All right.
3: Absolutely.